On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick are changing things up and moving the new Star Wars collectibles talk to the latter part of the show. So they'll start right away riffing on all things not Star Wars merchandise. Topics will include the exact release and run times of S2E1 of The Mandalorian, and I'm sure the duo will drop some way-off-the-mark predictions for the episodes too. They'll riff on Kenobi's visit to the Mando set, and we'll also talk about John Boyega his feelings on the Duel of the Fates concept art and the future of his character Finn. They plan to riff on some High Republic Padawans, Tales from the Galaxy Edge trailers, and they'll even return to the egg canister mystery in The Mandalorian Season 2. If that is not enough, and it should be, but the guys will then get into all of the first Mando Monday reveals and other new Star Wars toys to ponder before entering this week's fan segment, which is complete with Once for the Mando S2, the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week, and a fan shot breakdown session featuring two SWTS community members. Cue the music. Let's go home. That's episode 134. Ain't a lot of fucking bag. Yeah, just listen to the intro. That's all. <laughs> hey, now everybody, how is that for a long ass intro by that sexy voiced announcer? I still don't know who he is. He works for free. And that's why we keep him around. How's it going, my friends? Welcome back to yet another brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. The only Star Wars podcast where we don't hold out our hands asking for donations, right? Or maybe we should. Yeah, no, if we get if we get money, you guys have to pay for it. Like you guys actually get something in return. Right. Like you'll get a hat or you'll get a shirt. And speaking of hats, Matt, you told us that we just sold out. Yeah, you how about that? that it only took like two or three months, but we finally sold uh, <laughs> 10 of the large to extra extra large Star Wars yeah. Time Show hats, which I am modeling right now for you on my bald head. I'm wearing it backwards so you can see our lovely .NET domain name. Uh, yeah, hats sold out. Uh, I, I wasn't familiar with the name who bought this one, which is uh, interesting and impressive. Maybe it was... Maybe it's one of the bots that was spamming us in our chat last time. It, it like, could you know be. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. That bot had that bot had some cash, so the hat yeah. has been shipped. It was to a, I believe, a West Coast fan. But like I said, I mean, some of the ones I could clearly tell they were from the fandos, the super fans. Um, but this one I, I could not figure out. So we're just down to the uh, small to small medium size hat, which, which is the size I wear, and I, I have a pretty big fucking head, I think. Uh, not as oddly shaped as Nick's, but it, it, it's it's not a tiny head. Uh, and I, the, the S to M seems to work. It only gives me a slight stroke feel if I keep it on for too long. Uh, and, you know, my head starts to feel like it's in a vice after a few hours, but uh, I can at least make it through the three and a half hours of nonsense that Nick and I have been averaging on this dumbass Star Wars podcast, so... Yeah, yeah. Get those hats. Get those hats. Get them off my hands. I need to. I need to sell yeah, out no, the inventory and then blow up the store yeah. I built. Once those are gone, there will likely not be another run of hats for a while. Yeah, it'll take uh, a minute. I might start doing uh, like pre-orders. You know, kind of yeah. just order them up and then uh, place the order. 
So it gets fulfilled and I'm not sitting with inventory in the Star Wars Time Show I headquarters. That is a far better way to do that. But if you want any other merch, you can go to our Teespring store, which is linked on StarWarsTime.net as well. There's a bunch of stuff up there, t-shirts, hoodies. It's getting cold around the I know. I was now. just thinking, man. I mean, I know down by where you're at, it's probably not that cold. It's definitely getting uh, cooler than a polar bear's it's, toenails up in the north here. It was 40 degrees ah, when I took Ash out on a walk Look today, at that. my little pup. So, look at so that. It's cold. A little, little bit cold. of global warming kicking in down there for Texas. So Yeah. So yeah, we need uh, uh, we need get to get the stuff. the SWTS beanies at some point in time, right? Hey now, I know I gotta look into that on the Teespring store to see if because I know that some stuff on Teespring you have to like pre-order a certain amount of them, like with T-shirts or with any of the stuff that we have up now. I can just say, hey, this is what I want it to look like. Go for stuff like uh, like beanies, certain snapback hats. You actually have to put in like an amount that you want yeah. ordered before you can do that i, I might I don't get want to commit to anything <laughs> i might be a glutton for punishment and, and go through our our hat lady for those get get some of that yeah. nice thick stitching you know we like thick stuff here at the star wars time show Indeed. sorry i've got penis on the brain i just finished listening to the prettiest penis contest on the howard stern show oh uh, a few episodes behind but it was it was an entertainment entertaining segment about the male genitalia there you go. Uh, so let's just say um, size does matter in the previous <laughs> penis contest. So before we get into our topics this week, I know that Matt or the announcer mentioned that there's going to be a little bit of change of a format before we get into. Yeah, hey, come on, man. That, that, that's like my, my Bruce Wayne alter ego. You're not supposed yeah, to no, out me. It's not Matt. It is the announcer. That's the only thing that he is known as. The only thing that he will ever be uh, yeah. known as. I really should announcer. like try to ham it up and go almost Will Arnett voiceover style. Like, yeah, I know. on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the duo will be jerk offs. You gotta go. You gotta go old timey radio. Like, hey, now on the Star Wars Time Show this week, we got some Kenobi news. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like the old press bulletins. Yeah. So uh, yeah, look at that. See, Klondike, he likes penises too. He left a, a comment there in the chat that lets me know he too was listening or has listened to the prettiest penis contest. And uh, before I leave that, this is something I learned on that show, Nick, and I think it's something our <laughs> listeners need to hear. Health related. Yeah. Apparently, Indian men, like as in from India. Yeah. Apparently, they have extremely large and well-shaped members, and it's something that uh, <laughs> females know about. You know, it's kind of like the the stereotype with 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 black gentlemen. Like, oh yeah, black guy, he's gonna have a, a snake down there, right? Apparently, <laughs> the same can be said for Indian men, and I I never knew that, and that that was that was very eye-opening in that segment. So. That's kind of what I, I learned not. in between the last Star Wars time show that Indian guys have very large penises. Uh, outside of that, I've just been playing Ghost multiplayer. Uh, Kung Fu is still too good and cannot play with my low key having ass, but it is what it is. Stunt Buddy's been in there. I've been kind of dragging him along because he's been shooting at nights. I don't know what he's shooting, but he's back to work. Uh, but outside of that, not much has gone on here. I mean, the, the Ohio State Buckeyes are back to playing football, so Saturday was a good day for me. Laying there on the couch doing nothing all day, just watching the Buckeyes beat up Nebraska. And <laughs> as I always lament, Nick, this past week in terms of new toy hauls, 
a lot a lot of those late to midsummer pre-orders hit last week and it was as if the Hasbro Ooh. fucking truck backed up to my house and just started shoveling <laughs> shit into the front door. Uh, Your wife was probably like, "What the fuck uh, it, is it's, going it's crazy." On yeah, cuz she's so like <laughs> again, we we don't we don't tell her out loud, but I mean, she's so thrilled right now to be selling my Funko Pops and actually making legit cash. I mean, she just cleared $2,000 today. On on seventy five Funko Pops, so we're still averaging about uh, twenty six to twenty seven dollars a pop. Double the price I'll, of the normal buy. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. I mean, some yeah, they're, they're later and they were costing fifteen. So I'm, I'm not making a ton, but fuck it. In the end, they're getting out. Of, they're getting out of SWTSHQ. They're clearing some room for some figures and other shit that's been laying around. But uh, Nick, it just. I don't know if you saw my story on Haywood Pop, but I, I kind of detailed. It was one of the largest Hasbro pulse boxes I've ever seen them use, first and foremost. Wow. And I unboxed them all, and I lined them all up. And you could see the stages of my... It was almost like happiness at first, but then it quickly transitioned to grief. <laughs> stages of grief. Yeah, grief and depression. I was like, what have I done? What oh, have man. I done? Because it's the same dumb shit I keep whining about on this show. Yeah. Uh, for this, that, and the other thing, being locked down, uh, homeschooling kids, whatever, I, I really have zero motivation to shoot my toys these days. Uh, I, I was talking with Klondike off air. He, he's kind of feeling that, work more or less kind of feeling that. It, it's catching up to some of us. I know one six shooter's like, I'm in my fucking basement all day working. Mm. I don't want to shoot. And it, 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 it's becoming yeah. real. But. For someone like me that is mentally broken with the yeah. with collecting and these hobbies, it's becoming, it's affecting my life, and that's how fucked up I've gotten with I the think toys. That, I think what I'm hearing here is that is that we need to have one special edition podcast where you take, you know, whatever four or five other members of the toy community who are get Jason, get you know one six, get Klondike, get Papa. You guys all sit together and you just have a podcast where you just lament for two. It's like a therapy. Yeah, session. but the problem is I would dominate it because I am the lead bitcher here. Like and none of these other people bitch and moan the way I do. They they just deal with it. I I like to air my grievances, as they say. Yeah, it, and then you get you get certain you get Jared there, and he's like the he's like the uh, the therapist. Like he just talks yeah. to all of you it's guys. Like, it's like this, guys. You get yourself a fucking blowtorch <laughs> and some matches, and you go have yourself a party. <laughs> yeah, he just fucking lights yeah. everything on fire. No, exactly. I, I get it. I get it. It's just we were talking about before we went we went live here. It's kind of the same thing with having a video game backlog at this point. Is what I've done with the toy collecting hobby. I've yeah. always loved collecting toys. I took the hobby a step further by then shooting said toys, which enabled my uh, pea brain to justify buying more toys and more expensive <laughs> toys. Because I'm like, hey, if I'm taking shots of them, it's almost like I'm doing work. So I can justify $250 for a Star Wars Barbie. Easy justification. Right, right. And then uh, before you know it, it's like, oh, there's a new one and a new one and a new one and a new one. There's the fucking Hasbro truck. Hey, Matt, you now have 50 new figures and that's a low estimate here my friends <laughs> 50 new figures that you've only managed to take out of their box and put into another box good for you 
go fuck yourself. And that's pretty much the conversation I have. And then I just end up crying in a ball in a corner in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that is a tough, a tough, tough addiction to have to deal with, especially when it's basically like you were starting to wean yourself off. Like you were in the wean phase. You didn't have a ton of new stuff in front of you. Like you would have a little, little hit now and then, and then boom, it's like you went to an opium den. Yeah. It, it got crazy, <laughs> man. It's like, you know, getting the extra money through yeah. lockdown, the set and the other thing. I just, I went nuts and it, I'm paying for it now. Yeah. Uh, he, here's the deal. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm bitching here about have, have getting too many new toys. All right. I'm, 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 I'm a mensch like that. I bitch and moan. I understand there's people right now that probably can't fucking buy food, okay? So uh, l- let's not get to that level. I-, I am not a complete asswipe, all right? Yeah. I understand that I'm still doing A-OK right now in this very fucked up year. But, like, if you want to get real, like, I'm not kidding. Having all these guys, I, I should pick up my camera. Having all these toys now that are, I can almost hear them taunting me like, you need to shoot us. You need to shoot us. It, it, it does add a level of stress to my life that I really don't need to be dealing with right now. And I wish I could figure it the fuck out. It, it's getting to the point, Nick, where I want to start just getting rid of toys. Like, wow. like, fuck you figures. If I'm not looking at you, I don't have to think about you. You're not going to hold me hostage because I didn't put you through one of my shitty static posed toy photography sessions. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, maybe you do start selling some of those. You I, I think lie. I should. I, you- the, the Funko Pop eBay thing has made me remember that I'm not the only asshole out there. Yeah, right? there's a lot of them there, who listen to this show. There are a lot of dumb motherfuckers out there willing to spend good money on Star Wars toys, on pop culture collectibles. So I, I really do think, uh, especially with some of my figure arts, Star Wars, uh, some of the harder to get Black Series exclusives, even though they've been opened and played with and rubbed through mud, they'd start getting a little money back and just maybe clearing out the brain a bit. Yeah, um, and I, the space as well. <laughs> I say this as I just committed five hundred dollars to new Star Wars toys between yesterday and today. So, as usual, I'm a fucking jerk off. All right. So anything I say, yeah. don't listen to unless it's Star that's, Wars uh, speculation. When it comes to like true. how to live your life and how to collect, to me to fuck out. Okay. I must say, don't listen to Matt for collecting advice. <laughs> I'll be all right. I'll be all right. It's just, it's too many. I got too many toys. And I guess that is a good problem to have. Uh, I just need to get the whole mental fuckery worked out and, uh, and just get some shots going. The the problem now is it's getting colder out here and I've, I've pissed away my, my warmer months to shoot outside, which is my preferred way to shoot because I can use some fireworks and crazier shit. So now I'm going to be stuck in my basement, essentially using the same light scheme and backdrop for the next few months. So my shots will continue to be average at best and i'm okay with that as long as i can just when you gotta pull a jesse and just start to learn uh there you go i mean i i do miss does that who else misses everything kylo i I do man i miss i miss jesse Jesse because he literally used to be one of our number one cheerleaders i mean it was it was him and greggy boy yep uh and then sir dork sir dork was up there too still does them 
Like so. some of you may not even remember the legend of the two goats. Okay. Yeah. At one point in time, ago, that, yeah. that was it. We had our two goats. It was Sir Dork. It was everything Kylo. Uh, Greggy boy came in. He was the master stumper. Uh, but, but Jesse just, he's just kind of dropped off. He did all those dios and, uh, I, I, I don't want to. I don't know this is fact, but I think he may have lost his gig because of COVID. I know he's been wow. out trying to get other jobs, so I, I'm sure that came into play. That, but. That's definitely tough. I'm living through that now. I have another interview on Friday. I mean, if you go back and listen to the podcast where I say I have an interview, you 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 could see that I'm not just sitting around on my ass. I've been trying to find jobs for a while, so it's tough. It's tough stuff, man. Yeah, um, and so like I said, I, I know sometimes I sound like a, a complete fucking jerk off. And that's by design. I, I get that things are fucked up and I am in a, a much better position than, than certain people right now because I can piss away all this money to essentially just make myself angry and more stressed out. Uh, so I don't know why I do it, but it is what it is. Welcome to the life of a nut job Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's it. I mean, really, in between last week and this, it's just wasting more money on toys that I'll do nothing with except, you know, give me an ulcer, play, <laughs> playing Ghost Legends mode, and, uh, you know, just really looking forward to next week and the chaos that will bring, but I don't want to get into any of that, so here we go. Yeah, I mean, really, for me, the only update is that I've definitely spent or, you know, used my $15 well that I put into a Star Wars The Old Republic subscription. Uh, like I was telling Matt off of air, uh, I basically played the game since it released, which released in 2011, I believe. So almost 10 years on and off. And I had only really played half the game. I only played the Imperial half of the game. So when I resub this time... I told myself, I was like, okay, I don't want to get into like progression rating and then hardcore like in-game content uh, right now. I, what I want to do is I want to finish the game itself, like finish the actual storylines that were presented to us all those years ago. So I finally started playing Republic Tunes. Uh, I finished the story of the Jedi Knight, which is that like... To me, that is the most quintessential story for Star Wars. Basically, you're playing a... You start off, as with any of the characters that you're playing, as a lowly either trainee or you're, you know, a, a Padawan. You know what, Nick? I am, I'm still impressed that you, you only played as bad guys originally. Because you, you strike me as someone in any type of these games where there's player choice, you're going to take the, the noble path. So you can play. So my first character that I ever played was a Sith warrior. Um, but I played him light side. So I made all light side decisions along the path. Um, so I was like a, you know, a, as much as you can be a renegade Sith warrior, I did things like I didn't kill people or I, you know, when, when presented the choice to not kill people, I always let them go or, okay. well, yeah, then it, it, it were, was, it was Nick, uh, it was definitely Nick influence then. Yeah. There was me. I was like, there, there's no way this guy is picking a Sith and going yeah. through and chopping off heads and, and killing but babies did, and stuff. So what, what I basically did was, and what a lot of people do when they play this game is you have your four classes spread out for either side. So you end up playing one dark side, one light side, one dark side, one light side. So I played my Sith warrior light side. I played my Sith uh, assassin. I played him dark side. I played my bounty hunter light side. And then I played my Imperial agent dark side. 
So I've already got my Republic place figured out. So I played my Jedi Knight Dark Side, which essentially means that when you finish the, the story, which the story of the Jedi Knight boiled down is essentially you're hunting these these major Sith Lord, you know, characters like you're trying to 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 knock the head off of the Sith uh, and then hopefully take down the Empire with them. And eventually you end up fighting the Sith Emperor. And um, along the way, like I made mostly dark side decisions like I wasn't an asshole and didn't make dark dark side decisions to my companions because you have companions just like you did in KOTOR. Um, but I did decide to kill everybody that I came across. There you go. Basically. There you go. That's that's good um, for you. And when you end that story, if you play a dark side, you do not achieve the rank of master. So interesting, Got just it. like Anakin. Um, I'm gonna play. I'm now. I started my my uh, Republic Commando, so a trooper. I am going to play her light side, and then I've decided that I'm going to play. My uh, smuggler is going to be dark side, and then my Jedi Sage, which is your second Jedi class, I will play light side. So I'll have two light side and two dark side on. Do you do you name well. your characters, or they just come yeah. with names? Are, are you no, like you name- a, are you a dildo like me, and you'll call them, you know, in Swago <laughs> and in Discord? I think I'm rolling Maddie Wan Heywobi, like a complete dude, that is, douche. That is. Here's the thing is like the game won't let you copy <laughs> names that are already in use. Yeah. So it's not like I can't just use like popular names. Like I can't name myself Revan because that name was taken the first second that the game opened. Like like um, you, you couldn't do like Nickakin Scamanita. I could. I could do something <laughs> like that. Right now, I think my I don't remember. Nick so Nick I Binks. Just made, I just made my my trooper's name is Ellie Voss because she's a chiss. Got you. So I did like the comma name yeah. that like they have. But like I sat there for five minutes just typing in names trying to figure out one that would work and they were all taken. So I was like, all right, whatever. Ellie uh, sitting could, on my lap. Could you so do Ellie, like um, shitlord69, like that type of stuff? You can't put numbers in it. <laughs> but, and then it also, I think it does have a like a profanity detection filter so if it, if, it, if you catch that then they won't uh doom they won't doom do cock you could you, you might be able to get away with that the almighty yeah, doom so cock that's what i've been up to finished my jedi knight story and like i said last time for those of you who are interested if you have a pc that is even you know 10 <gasps> like i said this game came out 10 years ago that, so that it's not takes like me out of the conversation right there yeah well, there's a it's it's playable on Mac. Too. I know Mac it is, but we've talked it. about this, man. I I don't want to fuck with computer gaming. It, it's yeah. it's too big of a hassle. Yes, I know it's the best. I'm not an idiot, but I also really just want to download my game and have it go. I, I don't need if to you, worry about this sound want. driver, this driver, the network driver, bus <laughs> drivers. You never know. It's like eat a dick. It could work one yeah. day and then it doesn't work the next morning. I I guess I get like I just haven't run into that, but I guess. That's how that's definitely how gaming was 10 years ago. I mean, now with all the updates to OSs where your your drivers are basically downloaded for you, you really don't have to worry about that. But if anybody is interested in in legitimately 100 plus hours of free Star Wars story content, then, you know, go go get SWOTOR free on steam you don't even have to pay for it there you go and the storylines are all free no subscription required yeah i'm, I'm sure as star wars fans it'd be a hoot it's just 
I'm not going to do yeah. it on a computer. I, I mean, I have a hard enough time laying on my couch and playing console games like an adult anymore. So uh, <laughs> this Ghost Legend mode is about the uh, most challenging I've I've uh, I've gone in terms of gaming in a while. Where I actually have yeah. to play. It's not set on moron or, or stupid. Where I can just sit there and hit a button or move my my character yeah. around. I will say that it's. You know, because it is an MMO, Star Wars The Old Republic, it's MMO gameplay. So it's a lot of like, you know, there is great story woven through your your class storylines. Um, but most of the time, like the battles and stuff like that, the fights you're doing is literally, you know, like you talk to this person, there's, you know, uh, you know, you're you're taking out a Republic or uh, an Imperial stronghold. So it's like you you literally like you run to the mark point on the map. You right click on if you're blowing up something, you right click to plant your bomb, it blows up. Or if you're fighting somebody like you just go through regular MMO combat. So it's not like immersive combat or something like that, like you would get in ghosts. But there's still it's still fun enough to run around with a lightsaber or a blaster or a yeah. heavy cannon, blow shit up. So um, it's fun to play. That's my that's what I've been doing ma mainly for the last uh, week since the podcast. Like I said, I have an interview coming up to on Friday, so we'll see if, what happens there but uh yeah, hey, you better make sure to fucking watch the mandalorian before that interview young nick yes i know because we know, know exactly Mando. when it drops i mean you, you'll be able to watch that shit at like three in the morning on friday okay yeah there <laughs> and i expect you to, to either be soon. up and just stay up and watch it or to wake yourself up and watch it yes so i will definitely All be right. watching the man well there we go drops. so uh that is the life of these two schmoes so uh, let's get right down to the star wars and as you heard by the the nincompoop announcer we, we're switching things around uh, we usually dip right into the toy stuff before we get into the more broadly appealing topics all right we, we understand our our core fans the super fans they're, they're mostly the toy collector crowd, photography crowd. So we're like, you know what? Let, let's move the new toy stuff back towards and, and butt it up against the fan segment because those bozos, they'll still be around at that point in time where just your casual Star Warser is probably like, why the fuck am I listening to this shit? I could care less about those toys. I would prefer if Matt would just stick his figures up his ass. All right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so we're we're, uh, we're we're moving shit around. So we're going to get right into some of the topics. A lot of our early topics clearly are dedicated towards the Mandalorian, Star Wars, Disney Plus type of shit. Because it's Mando week, my friends. We had the first Mando Monday yesterday. We'll be talking about all that shit. Some of the messy reveals, some of the goofy exclusives, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, but we'll also just be celebrating the launch of the greatest Star Wars property since George Lucas's original movies, all right? There's no denying that. I don't care if you were born in 95 and only saw the prequels first, or you were born in the late 2000s and only saw the sequels first. The Mandalorian, what John, Dave, and team have achieved with this property is similar to what George did in 1977, they they managed to relight the fire under a lot of people's asses and give them hope in Disney's handling of the franchise. So yeah, we're, we're going to dedicate a lot of this episode to talking about The Mandalorian because we all love it. We all know it's great and we all expect season two to be even better than the first, which honestly, if you really think about it, is mind blowing because... Yeah. 
that was we, we total out Nick it was like four and a half hours of just really excellent fan oriented Star Wars stories and we're expecting more uh, in terms of runtime more, which we'll be talking about, but even just more uh, crazy shit to discuss every week. Uh, in terms of how we will handle each new release of The Mandalorian, every Friday, my dumbass will be up, hopefully early. I mean, I'm not going to set an alarm, but my inner Star Wars fanboy just kind of gets <laughs> me nervous starting Thursday night. So uh, it's like one of those, I'm sure anyone can relate to this. Anytime. You know, you you have to get up early the next day. You typically don't sleep right, right? Because you're you're waiting yeah. for the alarm, this, that, and the other thing. It's kind of the same deal with me and new Star Wars show releases, so on and so forth. So I plan to, I'm going to start this Friday. I always do the Easter egg video first, and then I do a recap and review video. Based on numbers, and this this is not a threat. I, I get it. Like I joke around, I make fun of us. Like our YouTube channel is a fucking joke. My videos are a joke. I hardly get any views. That's fine. But I really just for my own sanity, Nick, I'm gonna try it this time. If the recap and review is just starting to trail off after episodes one, two, or three, I may just kill that altogether. I 100 percent agree. And, with and that. just stick to the Easter egg <laughs> recap video. If there is a, because here's my suggestion. This is going to be a live bit of uh, of Star Wars time. All right, lay back, it, lay it back on room me. discussion. Lay it on. Here, here's my suggestion. If the video itself, if like the your separate section where you're like, you know, breaking it down, doing the full recap and review video doesn't do well, kill it. But if you really feel the need to have something there, what what might be better to do is just after we do the podcast, just cut out that section of the podcast. Right. And then just put that on YouTube separately saying Mando S whatever, you know, S2 E whatever recap and review. And then that way you can say like, Hey, we have a recap and review up and an Easter egg video, but you have to take, you know, half the time to do it. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about because the, the, my process for clone wars and Mando one like I said, get up. It's arduous. I watch it once, and the first time I'm watching it, while the rest of you are just sitting there with shit-eating grins, like, ah, I have my fucking phone out in the notepad. Three, uh, I have three sections. I have my top moments, I have my Easter egg section, and then just I try to write down general plot points. That's the first viewing. When that's done, I come to my computer and watch it again so I can take screenshots of all the key moments, really just of the whole episode, so I have it to use for the videos. Once that's done, then I start the Easter egg processing part. So writing the script, uh, mixing it in Final Cut, this, that, and the other thing, getting it out there, throwing it up to YouTube. When that's all done, we're talking at that point, we're already two hours, two and a half hours into my Mando breakdown process. I then write the recap and review script, and do the process and get it out there. So, I mean, this typically takes me four to five hours of Friday, and I'm yeah. usually done with it by 10. So I'm, I'm getting up five, six o'clock. Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't I, think it's worth it. It's something I, that no. no one asked for, but the little fucking crazy Star Wars guy <laughs> in my head that's like, one more video, man. You do one more video, that's going to be the one that hits. That's going to be the one that convinces everyone to, in the thousands, to start coming and listening to you talk about Star Wars. I, I'm trying to break free of that. 
It's okay. Yeah. I, I'm not going to hit. I failed. I failed in my mission <laughs> to become Star Wars fan famous. I, I just need to accept that fact and be like Nick and be like, hey, fuck, who fucking cares? The only thing people really pay attention to now is the actual show on Tuesdays. So there we go. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to listen to myself. I'm not saying I'm going <laughs> to listen to Nick's great advice. Uh, I may do a recap and review for season or for episode one, but after that, if it's like 500 views on the egg, 50 views on the recap, there we go. I'm finally going to take the hint. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the fucking I hint. I think it's just, well, it's the same thing. If you've ever, if you've been a long time listener of the star Wars time show, then you know that we used, we literally used to do two podcasts a week because we would do a separate oh, podcast yeah. for each episode of star wars resistance and that may be the least watched star wars property ever released but we dedicated you know an extra an extra entire podcast that was usually about 45 minutes right. long to just talking about resistance and we thought about that for me like when mando first dropped we were like, man, do we do that for Mando too? Well, and we decided we were like, we can't do three podcasts. No, but we still, if you remember, the I believe the first. I think it was the first two episodes, first three episodes. I yeah, think. maybe the whole damn season. We were doing a, a separate cast for the Mandalorian yeah. after the, the standard show, and, and that all quit. I mean, once once COVID hit, we were like, you know, fuck this shit. One day a week, if it goes three plus hours, so what? It's better than trying to organize two days, two shows. Yeah, yeah, so basically what we're, what we're telling you is like we're, we're getting lazy and we're going to quit doing some shit. <laughs> so. well, I, think, I think rightfully so, though. I think, the con I think it's you're basically doing double work is what's happened with Matt. Matt's doing a recap and review well, video, but then as soon as we get on the show, we do the whole recap and review again. I, I anyway. agree. And what we were doing, cause we realized that after a while, we're not that dumb. We were like, Hey man, <laughs> I'm already recapping it. Let's just talk about the top moments of each episode. So that's our breakdowns morph from a full Easter egg recap of Mandalorian to a full recap and review. And now it's the Easter egg recap. And what were your favorite parts? That's it. Yeah. So I so. think that's what we'll, we'll stick to. But like, as Nick said, I, I probably need to have a, a, a come to force Jesus moment here. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Hello there. Right. And, yeah. and just just get over it. It, it. This is all brought on by myself. I, I completely understand this. It, it really is a, uh, you know, you could use a video game analogy, uh, you know, one last turn type of thing. I, there is a part of me that feels like it's just going to be that one last video I put out that's finally going to hit it's going to make it it's going to get thousands and bring in thousands of viewers it's just it's not going to fucking happen and I, I need to i need to slowly but surely get to that realization and actually act upon it and just stick to the stuff yeah. that people seem to come to which is the easter egg finds this that and the other things so if, if matt does and i hope he does if matt does drop the recap and review I need to pull myself out of my depressive state because I used to do at least a, it, it was like a once every two week, at least once a month, little drop video where it was, we called it less than 12. Podcasts. Yeah, I would love to bring those back because that I yeah, think that's the shit that people would see because it's just random quick, nuggets of Star yeah, Wars information. Quick hitting something that is easy to digest. I think the videos were usually only two minutes long. I would pick a topic. 
And I would say like, hey, uh, you know, uh, who is Anakin Skywalker's father? You know, like uh, something like that. And I would give you two minutes, about two minutes on that topic, my thoughts on it, and then any facts that were related to it. Yeah. We used to do that if, if you know, I, I need to get back to doing that. But like I said, I need to pull myself yeah, out so of this like we'll see. depression. But, but don't worry, you're going to be, for, for The Mandalorian for the next eight weeks, you're definitely going to get at least one video Easter fr- Friday video. mornings. Uh, this you're week, maybe two. full thoughts in the show. Yeah, I mean, so. I'll also commit to this. Like if something crazy pops up that warrants a speculation video outside of Easter eggs, you're for damn sure I'm going to do that. Like I did last year at the end of episode five, where we got that stinger and we're out of nowhere. Some dude in Spurs rolls up. I was like, okay, that, that goes beyond, that's not really an Easter egg outside of maybe the Spurs that goes beyond just eggs and references. This actually needs to be put out there. So I think that's what I'm working towards. So you're going to get some content on Fridays. And of course on Tuesdays, uh, Nick, I, th- I say we just for the next eight weeks, our first segment after jerking each other off will be Mando talk. Mando. I right. agree. Okay. I agree. I think we we need to save. We need to put all of the high energy stuff up front, because usually if we save it to the end and we're three and a half hours into a podcast, <laughs> we're both just dead. And right. we're like, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So, oh, we, man, that was uh, good. Yeah. We put the toy <laughs> stuff back there so we can just yell about it and, and get through it quicker. But here, here we go. The, the, yeah. We're already fucking almost 40 minutes in, buddy. So so that was all of our jerk-off segment and content updates for Star Wars time. Right. Moving Liam forward. keeps suggesting TikTok, and I don't know. Like Our content isn't the best for TikTok, but we'll let the social media guru Nick explore that aspect. So. I know. Like I'm just... I mean, at this point, I guess TikTok... Yeah, there's actually, a big Amish thing. Yeah. You could do best of moments like show bites, quick top five toy photos, blah, blah, blah. Easter egg videos and the Mandalorian. All right, all right. No, yeah, no. I mean, I I know that there's things that we could put well, together. Well, like Nick, like, like Nick said, I need a a partner in some of this stuff. Like I, I shoulder a lot of the load right now, and I am not discounting the ideas of TikTok. But I mean, that's it's, something really. Now I would need Nick to. I would do the YouTube. Yeah, I could kick him the videos. He could splice them up. But I, I can't do everything with the with the yeah, video content. So. It's it's a heavy like it's a heavy load. Yeah, to I'll do even that. fuck. Like, I'll even put it out there. We'll we'll take on an intern at this point. I mean, if someone wants to help with that shit, like seriously wants to help and join the team, uh, you can ask the real intern. He does nothing, but he's on the show <laughs> and like he's on the website. Uh, I'm I'm open to adding that th- those type of people. Uh, that want to help grow in other types of of uh, uh, mediums. So yeah, uh, I know that the TikTok is something that everybody has. You know, all of the toy photography community has really attracted. It's funny. I mean, you got a guy like Jason B. Michael, who I mean, he actually just I think last week he's like, "Yo, I'm canceling my TikTok account." He's like, "I put too much effort into making those behind the scene videos, and mine just didn't pop." So. Yeah. While I agree TikTok, its algo isn't fucked yet, it, it still isn't a guarantee that you're going to show up there and be a Sir Dork or a Black Series and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who did see immediate success with it. And maybe that was, you know, that was two, three months ago where like TikTok was just popping off for everybody. Right. I'll, I'll look into it and I'll see if I'll, I'll try it. Here's this. Here, here's what I'll say. I'll try it. All right. I'll look into it. I'll see what kind of content makes sense for us to put out. And then 
we'll try it for a couple of months. Well, Nick, you got that. You, you, it looks like you have an intern you could take on. Big Amish 69 has thrown his hat in to help with well, TikTok. I, so once you get things rolling, <laughs> if, if you want some help, here we go. I, I will. I want to see how it how it goes. For, I'll give it a month. If we don't get a following quickly, and I mean like quickly, we don't have enough. I, I just don't want to dedicate. Right. I, I would I would give it like I'd give it 90 section. days. I'd give it a three yeah. month run. Uh, we'll have these jokers help promote it, but I think it is maybe we we grab clips of the stream, uh, the, the photography, like just a quick top five, like boom, 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 boom at Star yeah, Wars Time like Show. We, use the hashtag, shit like that. So yeah, like the the problem with it, is, like we can't use any stream material because it's too long form. Like even if we wanted to do eggs, you would have to do eggs, and you know you'd have to basically make a video where you just. Say here are the Easter eggs. And right, I mean you you can do it too, like you a can, minute long. Because <laughs> here's the deal for you, Nick. I already have all the assets. I'll have all any yeah. screenshots you need, any video footage. It, like you, you just have to crop it and do the the you know one egg, two egg, three egg, episode one done. Like just images, like yeah. just flash. I have to get out. a video. I'll, I'll I'll check to see if there's any free video editing software out there. I guess when I don't know if Windows Movie Maker still exists. <laughs> you might. I'm sure you can find it on your phone. But either way, we're, we're, I think yeah, that's, that's enough uh, insider planning here. Thanks for the ideas, friends. Those of you that are interested in in helping launch something like that. Uh, reach out, DM through Instagram, or just head over to StarWarsTime.net and use the contact form there. I promise you won't get too many viruses when you're on our website inputting information. Right? Very true. All right, dude. So let's get yeah, into let's, our let's real talk topics. about some fucking Star Wars. I mean, we've already at this point guaranteed a three-hour show, so strap in, you motherfuckers. Really? Um, I'll definitely exhausted. be taking a piss uh, before <laughs> this show, before shows. this episode's over. So let's rock and roll. We'll, we'll, we'll do some of these quick because I want to spend some time on Mando. But speaking of Mando, we learned last week from Force Jesus himself that he donned the Kenobi robes on the set of The Mandalorian. And I believe it was Mandalorian season one. Uh, he, he went out there with Deborah, who we know was directing on season one. I believe she did episode three, one of the best episodes. Yes. Uh, and they brought him there just to kind of see what the tunic, what the robes would look like shooting in the volume. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I don't know if there's any choice quotes you want to go over, but uh, it was just so, you know, as, as we all love Ewan, we all love his Kenobi. It was just, I guess it was just fun to think about, envision this guy and a much older Ewan now donning those robes again. And, and you know, what was going through his head uh, it sounded like he almost got himself in the character a little bit when he was on set. Uh, I don't know. I just it's just fun to imagine you and strapping that thing on and being in the Star Wars universe again, albeit a big ass LED version of it. Yeah. So, in terms of choice quotes from this, really, what was the most interesting in terms of what was revealed from him was. Dur I believe the way that he stated it, that during this test that he did while on the set of Mandalorian season one, this was when Kenobi was still being developed as a film. And in that, in this quote, it very much seems like Deborah Chow was going to direct this movie. Because uh, here's what he said. So there was a long quote before we get here, but this is where the movie part comes in. He says, 
I'm working with Deborah Chow, who directed some Mandalorian. I'm really excited about working with her. I think she's really good. We did a couple of tests. When we were going to make a film earlier, we did some testing and it was great working with her. Yeah. So it makes it seem like, because, you know, as far as we knew in terms of uh, the like the possible Kenobi movie, it was the guy who directed Billy Elliot or whatever it was, whatever. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but he was attached to the Kenobi film. But now this quote makes it seem like that Deborah Chow was also going to be working on the Mandalorian or not the Mandalorian, the Kenobi movie right. that then transitioned into a TV well, show. It, just, it also goes to show you how long they were planning this. this. I mean, th- this was going to be we would probably be watching Kenobi this year, my friends. Like, yeah, like an actual film. in a couple of weeks, we'd be going to see the Kenobi movie. Yeah, uh, that well, we all know what happened with those grand plans way back in 2014, 15. It's it's neither here nor there at this point. But yeah, I mean, you know, Chow's a player. I, I've got full confidence in her mm-hmm. uh, just based on her work on The Mandalorian and just seeing her, uh, how she operated in the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Uh, and plus, yeah, a, a, anywhere you have you and as Obi-Wan, I mean, it, it's 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 guaranteed to be intriguing. Right. Yeah. And so. One of the other questions that uh, this is from Josh Horowitz. He does the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. Um, he asked you and he's, he said, did you actually get into character or, or was that too premature for a camera test? And this is what you and said. He said, no, we kind of did it properly. It was funny walking on set because it was a lot of the Mandalorian crew and I walked on and for and for it was a big moment. I mean, think uh, about it. So what, I, I do believe he's saying that he was in in the Kenobi character, like he walked on yeah, set. Yeah, he, he was in character. I was he was Obi Wan Kenobi walking around that set, getting ready to have a photo shoot. Yeah, he said I walked into the dressing room, <laughs> and there were my beige cloaks, my belts, and boots, and it was like, oh my god, it was my old costume. It was amazing. Do you so, think it's the exact old costume, or did they fashion up a new one? I mean, did the moss did the moss eat know it yet? They still, yeah. I, you know they still have it unless it was sold in one of those like very fancy auctions. Right. I mean, he says it was my old costume. It was my belt. Yeah. My, yeah, my boots. I think it was his old costume from Ross. Yeah, I mean, this really is a, a fucking nothing story. It is a nothing story. But as a super fan, I'm just sitting here smiling, thinking about Ewan slipping into his Kenobi, thrown on the robes, and walking out onto that set. What do you, I guarantee people just stopped what they were doing. Guarantee yeah, if like, there if there's people there, everyone <laughs> fucking stopped and turned. How could yeah, you not? Because you gotta yeah, think, like, Nick, Obi-Wan some of these Kenobi. people working on the show were probably little kids when Ewan played Obi-Wan Kenobi the last time. Yeah, I mean, depending on well, actually, it was Deborah Chow's episode, which was episode three. We know that I believe it was Dominic Pace we interviewed. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, he would he would have said if if Ewan was there, he's like oh, a lot of people. There. I mean, Kathleen was there. I, yeah. I don't think George was there the day he was there, but no, I mean, yeah. So who knows if they just kind of snuck it in while they were shooting another scene? But I, I just like thinking, what would that have been like to be sitting there having lunch and out of the corner of your eye, you see Obi Wan Kenobi roll out. <laughs> I know, right? In full costume. That would have been really cool. So, and I'm wondering if if it truly was his old costume. Was it the I one said, he I, wore for the battle? You know, was it all, uh, you know, stained and tinged from the Mustafar fires and, and hot coals hitting it? Dude, was it one of the cleaner yeah. ones? Did, it sounds like it was, but maybe he just means like my 
He's saying my in terms of like yeah, I, I am Obi Wan. Exactly. Yeah. These yeah. yeah I know. Things. I know. Their actors you get know, a little goofy very... with that type of stuff, but. <laughs> I don't so, know. It was just uh, it was just fun to think about. Like I said, uh, nothing story. I mean, it is kind of interesting to think that they they kind of snuck you in in there on the Mandalorian season one production just to figure out uh, lighting, this, that, and the other thing, and how he would look, his character would look using the LED technology. Uh, it's just fun to hear stuff like this come out. So there yeah, we go for cool. Ewan. Uh, all right, we got another Star Wars actor that kind of got into the press last week, and it's one that. You might not think would have been in the the Star Wars media just because yeah. of uh, it, kind of what he he's, he said about it. I'm not. I, I think everything John said was legit, and he had the right to say it. Uh, but he was out talking again. Someone asked him. I believe it was at Yahoo Movies. They brought up Colin Trevorrow's Duel of the Fates, which you know Nick and I we we uh extensively broke all this shit down i think it was right at the at the start of 2020 before the year fucked itself yeah uh, but we we learned uh, i mean through a full-on leaked screenplay to leaked concept art we got a very good vision as to what uh colin trevorrow was going to do with episode nine which mm-hmm. he was going to call duel of the fates um personally the way uh, seven and eight went, I, I think this would have been the better end cap because it kind of maintained a lot of the decisions made in seven, eight. But it is what it is. It's never going to fucking happen. All we have is the animated version. You can watch someone did it. it's like 10 minutes long or these concept art pieces. Um, but this week or last week, uh, Boyega, I think he's what is he promoting Nick? Is it? It's a. It's a, a new movie or a series. I forget which streaming channel it's on, but he, he's playing like a, a black cop in the 70s trying to make other cops not be pieces of garbage. So obviously he's out promoting. They're going to ask him about Star Wars. And in particular, yeah. they're like, hey, man, um, what do you think about this Duel of the Fate stuff? Uh, the Finn, the Finn angle. What, what do you yeah. think about Colin's take on Finn? And just to refresh everyone's memories, Finn was essentially going to be with Rose... Uh, Poe, Chewie on Coruscant leading a revolution, like like getting yeah. other stormtroopers to uh, turn coat, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, he was going to have a huge fucking role. He was essentially going to be the leader of the ground battle, motivating other people that have been uh, persecuted, uh, that have lived downtrodden lives. He was going to rally them to the resistance cause on Coruscant and kind of have an uprising right there on the First Order stronghold. Uh, so they asked Boyega, you know, what would you think about this? And this is what John said. I think Colin Trevorrow was going to tell that story. So that little one I just talked about. That image of Finn with the blue flag and you have the AT-ATs lined up with tribal marks and the stormtroopers take off their helmets. That would have been sick. That would have been dope, man. Hands down. Yeah. I mean, what actor, really what human would not want to uh, have a featured role like that where you are uh you know you're you're a you're one of the main heroes like he was billed to be he's actually yeah. doing hero stuff he's not just going around looking for <laughs> code breakers or uh, <laughs> riding goofy horses and hanging on starships that are hovering off the ground uh, yeah. finn was going to be a legit top tier star wars hero yeah and i think that like if I, I don't know, I mean, I think that they that JJ tried to get there with like him and Jana linking up and him, him essentially. He would have been like the, the leader of these 
defected first order troopers is kind of the way that he was positioning him but again like with tross you just he had no time exactly i mean you're you're right he he was the leader of those people but they never developed that outside of him and and janna just like oh yeah you were trooper too yeah okay cool like they knew who he was like janna was like oh my god you're you're him like we're we all defected too like we're all of the same but you you just don't get that because that theme was never followed up in eight and then Mm -hmm. you know nine is what it is it's yeah it's the messiest of the three movies in my opinion because it's trying to do what jj wanted to do in eight while trying to pay homage a little bit to eight and then do its own thing it just turned into a a big kind of cluster fuck it was and then you only had Disney only gave him two hours and know, 20 just, minutes just, to do just it. Just a fucking it's, shame. It's, it's a mess. It really is. So, I, mean, this- I, I mean, I I, I do think that that Colin's specific line for Finn would have been great. I really do. I like the I like the idea of him being the like the revolutionary leader. Yeah. Because I don't ever think that Poe was supposed to be a, you know, like you're talking about the three mains. Poe was supposed to die in seven. He lobbied the JJ to keep Poe alive and make him more of a a top tier player. Yeah, and I can you can see that because like the Poe lines that are there are relatively undeveloped. You know, like what what is Poe's real part in this play? You know, like where does he fit in? Like you see that. You know, Ray is going to be the new light side Jedi paragon. She is going to be more of a galactic leader, yeah. kind of like, you know, Luke was supposed right. to be. Like, he's going to become the Jedi. Finn was then- kind of that Han Solo type where he's a little brash, funny, but has the skills to pay the bills. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like Finn actually plays kind of a, a middle role between, it sounds weird, but between Leia and Han. Because he does become the revolutionary leader. He does become yeah. a leader of the downtrodden like Leia was. And then they they tried to basically say, okay, well, let's let's try to make Finn more of the Leia, but then let's make Poe more of the Han. And that's where they tried to it was it was weird how that how that dynamic didn't really develop the way that it should have. Uh but I would have loved to see something like this for for Finn. Oh, I yeah. wish that we would have gotten you know, I, I I even wish that we would have gotten to see the proper uh, evolution of his character in nine, the way that it was going, because it would have been at least somewhat similar to what Colin was going for, just in a different space. Well, yeah, because you know he now. Colin ends nine with Ray coming back after her big win to a planet to greet Finn, who is there with other force users, and they're going to start you know, get, yeah. getting the training going. So uh, it, it went on, but I mean, you know how John kind of feels about Disney and Lucasfilm at this point, right? I mean, this, this next one is surprising. I know that, that's why I was like, all right, well, you know, he, he realized that he does still have a, an ATM if he ever wants it or if they'll have him back because he more or less said in that GQ interview, like, listen, it is what it is. Disney kind of did my character wrong. Wasn't the right way to, to, to treat me either. So whatever, I have really no, no aspirations to further anything with that character. But uh, they go on to say, like, you know, hey, man, would you ever want to explore, like, this type of Finn or more Finn stories? And he's like, listen, I'm, I'm a Mandalorian fan, so Lucasfilm is doing very well with the TV shows. <laughs> There's another subtle knock, but 
he, <laughs> he has the right to say that. An animated show would be dope. We could do it from home. <laughs> he's like, fuck it. Dude, like he's, he's like, I can cash a paycheck. I don't even have to right, leave my house. Right, so. Sign me up. Where's the line? I mean, I'd we talked down, about like this I, last week, though, right? I yeah, mean, we but, I think a lot of us would would like to see more Ray, more Finn, more Poe and, and that cast kind of play out. Developed properly. Yeah, play out yeah. after episode nine. But the, the, the way Lucasfilm has backed themselves into a corner with their Skywalker saga uh, horse that they're dying on, it's like... I don't know. I, I don't know if they will ever explore post episode nine content content that includes Ray, Finn, and Poe. I I think they might yeah. just write them the fuck out. It's. I mean, I think that would be a mistake. I really do think that what what Kathleen and I don't know. I I mean, this is my speculation. I think what Kathleen and what Bob Iger at the time meant when they said Skywalker Saga is over. They're like. I really think they meant film wise. Uh, to me, it was a mar- it was a fucking stupid marketing ploy. It's like they they were thinking yeah. it, it was almost like threat marketing. Like, hey, this is it, the final go. You got to do it. Go to the theaters. Yeah, because clearly it's not like they're they're not finished with the Skywalker timeline. They're not finished with the Skywalker saga because the Mandalorian is set during the Skywalker timeline, and it involves characters that are important to the Skywalker saga. I mean, it's it. If Ahsoka Tano comes into this, if Boba Fett comes into the Mandalorian, right. if you have all of these other characters that are wrapped up in the Clone Wars or Rebels or anything else that was very pertinent to the Skywalker saga story as it was told through the movies and the shows, you can't say that it's not Skywalker saga. I mean, dude, you got at this point, you could argue outside of Padme and Obi Wan, no one had a bigger influence on the Skywalkers than Ahsoka Tano. Exactly. I mean, she was and, Anakin's Padawan and eventually friend. Yeah. And and one of the most anticipated pieces of content that's coming out soon is the Kenobi series, which is literally <laughs> as direct of a tie as you can build to the Skywalker yeah, I, I, really, I think they're like, we just literally can't have any living Skywalkers left. Yeah, uh, I think right. they meant they we're can... not making Skywalker saga movies. Okay. Uh, that, like, that's, that's what fine. they meant. That's fine. I think in... in this is what I said before. This type of show that 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 Boyega wants is the show between eight and nine. It is the show where Finn becomes right. the leader, where Finn rallies the troops. When the, the resistance is downtrodden at the end of eight, he is the one who stumps and goes to, you know, hits the, the planets, goes everywhere, yeah. starts to build this momentum. And then you have your entirely separate offshoot of, of, of Ray and Leia training and, you know, her going out into the galaxy, searching for more information about, you know, the, the, the force or the dark side and how she can combat it and all this different stuff. Like there is a show between eight and nine that would work perfectly if they decided to do it. I just don't know. I, I, I don't even it, think you can touch that timeline anymore, just the way the movies ended. Uh, I, I think any, dude, I, anything would like have a, to be post nine. Just just throw all that shit out. Like seven, eight, nine, just live in your own little shit. Let, let's start at nine. Let's bring in a new big bad, use on bong, that type of stuff. Like, I, I want to see Ray and Finn and Poe do something besides fight Sith and people in armor. Like bring bring a new threat. 
that kicks uh, no, the fuck I, I, out of everyone. That would be interesting to me. Animated, I agree. comic, movies. Let's do it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I, I feel like I um, Disney at this point, because of they didn't hit their billions and billions, they look at these characters as black sheep and they're like, fuck them. I don't know, man. I mean, you made over $1.2 billion with every every movie you released except Solo. So, I mean, I don't know if they would go that far. I will say that I think they're they're giving it some distance. And I think that in my heart of hearts, I think that within the next 10 years, we are going to see additional content being are made. Are we still going to be in the 21st century in 10 years? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the century's yeah. not going to turn over. Yeah, right. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be good. But uh, we, I think that we will see either animated content or expansionary content about these characters with Finn, with Poe, with Ray. Who knows if you get the original actors? We already know that you don't need to. The Clone Wars didn't use any of the original actors aside from Frank Oz's Yoda. And then Tamira Morrison playing some of the clone I, I, I still went live. I love Daisy Ridley. I, I think her, unfortunately, I think she got the short stick out of the, 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 yeah. the cast. Because well, yeah. she essentially, you guys notice after TFA, she was in big movies. Her career's over. She, is, she, she <laughs> has hit the Hayden Christensen Star Wars moment, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> things definitely haven't. I know I she's mean, in like she, a movie now, but name it name it yeah i mean i i don't know you know what i, I mean? mean like and here's the thing like oscar isaac as much as oscar isaac said against like you know i don't think he just signed on moon Knight, so this motherfucker's still working for disney of course like, yeah i mean oscar i mean he he had a big career I, i'm talking like john and daisy came into this as relatively newcomers i mean her yeah. in particular he at least had a movie under his belt yeah uh but the poor girl i, I think she's toast uh, she she was the one out of this round that got bit by the you were in star wars you're fucked now <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 a it's shame it's a shame i don't know let me look at her imdb page see what happens here she might be doing like art house uh, nick i'm talking like if we still had a a cinema industry like i'm talking a a type movies blockbusters she's gone yeah no, yeah. She, she got she, Murder on the Orient Express, and I don't think she's going to get another Big Bill movie ever again. Yeah. Apparently, she did the voice, uh, the Ray voice for Lego Star Wars, but I assume that's just all taken from the movies, like the lines from yeah, the movies. Yeah, more than likely. You're talking about the game, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Because yeah. they didn't, they didn't uh, mention her for the holiday special, so she's definitely yeah, not doing no. that. But so, I mean, like, definitely. I mean, like, she's got a lot of stuff in the works, and, you know, maybe... Maybe she is just keen to get back to a lot of indie stuff. Yeah, that, that's code having, word for I'm no longer bankable at the box office, so I'm now back to making art house movies that no one sees. Yeah, I'm very interested to see, like, after Hollywood or <laughs> if Hollywood ever gets back to this sense of proper big-budget films like we had before COVID— if she makes a, a, a re-entrance into, into you Hollywood know, I mean, it happens, man. It, it's happened every trilogy. It, it happened to yeah. Hamill and Fisher. Yep. It, it happened to Hayden in the next one. Yeah. And I think Daisy's going to be the one bit here. Cause I mean, John has done a few. I mean, uh, John had a blockbuster in between Skywalker. Right, he, he did, he did like the Pacific, he Pacific Rim. Rim. He's done some other movies where he's led. Uh, who knows? I, I just I feel Chicago, bad for Daisy because yeah. she is she is a talent and a a 
a very beautiful looking young lady. So there you go. Boyega isn't completely off of the Star Wars train Maybe yet. Maybe he can get the other two back in. Yeah, because I feel like Boyega was like that glue, like Boyega was what he was, but binded I, I mean, think about Nick, like the enthusiasm that guy had for the episode seven promo. And then yeah, you man. just saw what happened to him on to eight. And then finally with nine, it was like someone was sticking a hot poker up his ass the entire time. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, he is a very, uh, I would imagine if you're in a room with John Boyega, Magnetic. yeah, it, it's hard not to be smiling and laughing and, and having a good time. So, yeah. So, so who knows, maybe he'll call up Daisy and, you know, maybe he'll call up Oscar and be like, Hey guys, you know, let's do this. See if we can get two seasons of this animated thing. Right. It's easy. We get paid. We get paid Disney money. <laughs> so, you know, that's <laughs> good money. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's I, I like money. I like Johnny Boy. I, I hope to see him again. I mean, okay. hell, I would take a, a a Pacific Rim sequel with with his character. I did, I, I found yeah, it to be I, somewhat I, entertaining. I, so yes, you are right, Brando. Natalie Portman definitely did do the. She probably excelled the most outside of her her Star Wars career because I mean she got yeah. herself a few Oscar noms she and an Oscar. Oscar. Did some huge movies, and and she's still making big movies. Ewan also did quite well. I mean, he's still doing big blockbusters. Uh, I I think he just works when he feels like it at this point. But Yeah, Ewan is not the type of person who, like, who feels like he needs to do something every so yeah, often. Yeah, I, I feel like Oscar at this point is just banking in on his, as as Nico says, his young John Stamos energy. Yeah. And is trying to capitalize on while he's in this spotlight and just get that money. And yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, the, the, the dude literally went from like, you know, these movies like Inside Lewin Davis and, yeah. and Ex Machina to literally playing apocalypse and x-men then he gets the star wars trilogy now he's in yeah Loon and you Knight. hear him and he's always talking like yeah you know i want to get away from this this the, the bigger tentpole type stuff. So it's like no you don't it, it, that fucking yeah. money talks my friend it yeah, talks it to us all regardless of how much you already have all right so johnny boy hopefully he's back at some point in star wars uh, and the last thing, Nick, well, we got two more things before we get in the Mando, but, but a quick one here, we won't spend much time cause there's really not a ton of information to go off of. But last week uh, we got another round of high Republic updates in particular, the Jedi Padawans that you'll be coming across in the, is this the Sule novel, Nick? Uh, so these are going to be spread out throughout the Sule novel and then through the other okay. content that's going to be released by the other authors. So, um, but these four that we got uh, released to us last week are basically going to be your four main Padawans. So we had the release of the Jedi Masters and Knights last time. So you could probably associate one of these Padawans with probably one of each of the four primary characters that were shown to you in the original ones. Um, and we have the images linked here on StarWarsTime.net. They're all very cool looking characters, which I, I will say that for the um for the high republic time all of the characters have looked very cool um so this is a a quote from jennifer heddle from the lucasfilm publishing group she said the high republic padawans really run the gamut in terms of skill devotion and personality some are reluctant to seek out adventure while uh, some are perhaps a little too eager some are extremely talented in the force while others may have Uh, maybe have to work a little bit harder. We wanted to showcase a wide range of young people in the hopes every reader can find someone they relate to. Um, So that's really cool. Uh, You can see in the images that some of these Padawans look older than others as well. 
uh, specifically the uh, the black Padawan that has the it almost looks like a dragon dog. Yeah, it's like it's like a, a, a bitchin looking Doberman pincher. I know, right? I hope that he keeps this. I hope this is like his his like familiar, for lack of a better term, his companion. Hey, Nick. I mean, since we don't know much about these people, I, I do want to ask you some things. I'm noticing here. Yeah. Do you notice how they all have this recurring symbol? It's not the Jedi symbol, but it's like these like bird feathers almost. You see, I'm on Bell right now. His his are kind of muted, but he has it at the top and then down on his little tunic thing down by his balls there. Yeah. Uh, you go to the next one, Buryaga. I mean, look, he's got it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? Is that like Jedi symbolism? I think it may be because they all have, I mean, it's on every one of their tunics. It's either on their belts or on the tunic itself. Uh, This symbol, I mean, it's like a, like peacock feathers, a flower. I don't, I don't know how to describe it if you're not on the live stream. It it may be, I mean, it's definitely linked to the symbol of the Jedi. Yeah, it has to be some with the order. It's just that it may be indicative of level of Padawan. Cause if you look at, like you mentioned, Bell's, he has the one up towards the top of his chest that has a lot of feathers coming out of it. Right. So it could mean that he is on the path to his knighthood okay. and he's well along it. Yeah, I don't know. But I then just... if, you, if you scroll to Lula, she doesn't have one with that much foliage on it. Right. Like she has one that has very few. Yeah, it's like, like you're either going to get the, the, the three pronger, there's like an eight pronger or a, a five pronger and they're kind of scattered like, see, on her belt, she's got the big one, but then she has the three one up by her chest and the five one yeah. down uh, in between her legs. I don't know. I just, this is like the weird shit I, I pick up on. The other yeah. thing is, notice how some have the light beige and others have the dark brown. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know that if that's may just be a personal, personal choice. choice kind of like how Anakin went with the darker stuff. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the one thing that I will call out here, I think is really cool, is that we're finally getting another uh wookie jedi we haven't had a wookie Jedi, at least to my knowledge like i have yaga yeah i haven't I like read it. a lot of a lot of the new expanded universe novels and stuff like that in fact i'm still reading the 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 thrawn novel the chaos rising novel so i haven't finished that one yet but lobaka to my knowledge was one of the only wookie jedi from old canon you gotta uh, so love nice that to <laughs> whoever named Literally. him could have been the laziest motherfucker on the planet is it like Chewbacca? Oh yeah, know. Chewbacca. Lobaca? We need another Wookie. Um, Chewbacca, Chewbacca, Lobaca. Low All right, yeah, Lobox sounds good. Yeah. It's like just what the fuck is all that? All good to me. So at least he's not a Baca. He's Buryaga. Buryaka. So, um, the Baca. I think it's cool that we get that. You know, we get uh, a, a Wookie. Jedi like 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 Baca was their last name or something. I mean, what what That's the fuck? What are we... I, dude, like maybe it was. <laughs> like maybe it's anybody who's Baca. Yeah, what's your name? Uh, my, my first name's Chu. My last name's Baca. Yeah. My friend. My friends call me Chewbacca. Mid Baca. Low Baca. Low Baca. You gotta be kidding me! Like someone got paid no, for that. that. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. need a name for this Wookie Jedi. Let's go to Nick. I got one for you guys. I've been up all night. You're going to love it. It's going to blow your fucking socks off. You ready for this? Workshopped it. <laughs> Low Baca. Boom. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, dude, you're, you're a fucking genius. 
low buck. So all right, all right. So there's some information on two of the revealed Padawans <laughs> in there as well for Bel Zetafar and for Buryaga. So if you guys uh, want to read that, hit the post on StarWarsTime.net. It seems like Buryaga is going to be uh, more of a tank kind of class. You would He's, think so. I mean, yeah. look at the motherfucker. Yeah, so he's skilled with two-handed lightsaber. Could you imagine um, finding a Wookiee that's like a mystic or a wizard or a healer? And he's like, oh, no, I don't fight. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all no, about peace and healing. Um, and then uh, Bell Zetafar is uh, uh, Loden Greatstorm's apprentice. So that Yeah, was Bell Be- looks like he could fuck some shit up. Uh, he just, Dude, I want to see what that dog does. Right, like, he, like he, that dog looks menacing. I, I, I could see Be- Bell might dip into the dark side a bit could he could he might have tamed that dark side creature i feel like i feel like wreath could be a pussy like 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 young anakin like episode two anakin like a little whiny looks like another milk toasty kind of cal cal there you go he's probably cal's dad saying that because he's like a white guy like yes i know that you know that you know (laughs) we've said that about about cal kestis before but like he does he looks like a relatively milk toast character um if if he had like a cool haircut if i feel like they could have gussied him up a little bit more to look a little bit uh more exciting (laughs) he just looks like a very basic (laughs) he needed some designer tunics he needed his louis vuitton louis vuitton robe you know give him give him like a shaved on the sides haircut or something i'll tell you if anything else these high republic jedi fucking smoked the uh grand republic jedi in terms of style yeah 100 i mean come <laughs> on these people knew how to dress and make sabers that that, yeah, that would turn heads so yeah uh, it's they they definitely got away from or the uh the grand republic people definitely got away from the the flair the i'm sure style. that was that was yoda's probably decision <laughs> that fucking curmudgeon he's probably like you know what there's everyone has too much personality girl jedi your skirts have to be below your knees yeah stuff like that so yeah because he was around he's like i remember this shit yeah i, I tell I you what, i'm like still not gonna gold. read this shit and i'll probably never figure out if i really like any of these people but I, I all the ones we've seen be it the masters or these padawans i am liking the art direction i'm liking the yeah. i liking the names and just the the style of all these new jedi so I, if, I if i can somehow get someone to read it to me you I can. do think these people could be interesting. Via audiobook. Yeah. Audible.com. <laughs> That's our Audible uh, promotion. Well, I mean, if my, if my man Howard doesn't re-sign, I'm, I'm going to need some more audio to fill my, my, my week. So I might have to yeah. start listening to words and shit like some of you. There you go. So that's High Republic. Uh, hit StarWarsTime.net. All of the images are on there for those of you who are listening and not watching on live stream or YouTube. Uh, four new reveals of Padawan, so go check those out on the Oh, yeah, Star look who Wars showed up. Time Sir Dork is in here, and he's reminding us that there was a Wookiee youngling in the Ilum episode of the Clone Wars. I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that one. I do remember that yeah. as well. And he Good was, call, again, he was kind of tanky. I mean, that's just what he Wookiees are. He did have are. a cool-looking uh, lightsaber, yeah, like too. Wooden, yeah, like, a, like a natural Right, yeah, yeah, lightsaber. yeah, I do remember that one. Because they all, yes, they all have yes. to go there, and shit hits the fan, and this, yeah. that, and the other thing. Okay, so uh, next topic before we get into the uh, Mando uh, circle jerk. This Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR experience, right, Nick? It's not, I wouldn't say it's a game. It's probably more of an experience with uh, game light elements in it. Uh, but we yeah. got like an actual 
legit trailer this time. That, that, two minute, two minute long trailer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for for this game, this is going to be Oculus only. Um, we got some good story. Well, I don't want to say good. Let me take that back. Uh, some basic story outline from this trailer, and also a little bit more of a look at what you're going to be doing once you hit Batu. So basic story outline for this: you are a nameless smuggler like they haven't given you and it recap this one my uh my little boy bladder's gotta be released so i'll be back in a few seconds <laughs> so there you go matt is hitting the the potty real quick i'll continue so you're you're playing a nameless smuggler you'll probably get to name your character um and he has a piece of cargo you find out that the first order is very much interested in they're they, you know they're boarding his ship they're they're hailing him Basically saying like, hey, stop what you're doing. We need to get on your ship to do this. He he or she, your nameless smuggler, uh, runs from the First Order, hits Batu, and is essentially on a mission to keep away whatever this cargo is, keep it hidden from the First Order. Um, so throughout the trailer, you get to see a lot of the different gameplay experiences you will have. So you're interacting with, you know, C-3PO and R2-D2. You get to, to kind of walk through a... What type a of weapons of do we get? Or is it all pick up and so, point shit? So you're definitely using blasters. All right. But the big reveal is that your character may also be using a lightsaber. Okay. And this is, this is revealed because you find in the trailer, so this is no spoilers... Um, in the trailer, you find out about a secret Jedi temple on Batu, And once you reach that secret Jedi temple, you see possibly a force vision of Master Yoda right in front of the, the door to this temple. And then at one point in the, in the trailer, like you can see your character igniting a lightsaber and then i think using the force as well so your character may end up being a jedi i mean it's just um, a, this is just another skin for vader immortal then so i mean this comes from <laughs> ilmx labs right yeah, yeah this it, is ilmx guarantee labs. they're just they're they're just they built upon the engine they developed for vader immortal and you know they're like trying to push the the theme park angle uh, which i get i mean galaxy's yeah. edge is pretty fun i've been there i'm not gonna be one of those shitheads it's like disney blah blah i I love i also hope that you know based off of this they're saying that there's a hidden jedi temple somewhere on batu i hope that you know we get some park expansions and there is some sort of like actual jedi they are nick they they have not completely scrapped construction on the starship hotel i believe no, yeah, that's definitely because I know still Disney happening. did or already has or plans to just wipe out some planned future projects, right? Uh, alter other existing rides, this, that, and the other thing. But I know they are keeping the, the was it the Halcyon, the Halcyon, the Halcyon yeah, the Cruiser Halcyon up and running. So I'll probably make it there. Yeah, they, one they more time. A, they, Disney took a huge hit in terms of they had to fire like twenty seven thousand people. Yeah, well, from, I mean, dude, they had to get their executives <laughs> back up into the million dollar salary range. I mean, you, you, how can you pay CEOs million dollar bonuses, multi million dollar bonuses, when you got to pay for the shitheads that run the parks? You can't do it. Yeah. So fucking fire those true. people, so the CEOs and the suits can keep making the cash. It's very easy. Yeah, yeah, makes makes a ton. That's exactly sense. what so, they did. They, I know someone did the math. They're like, well, if Shithead didn't take his increase or his bonus, they could have kept those twenty seven thousand people working. But hey, capitalism for the win. So I, dude, I don't know. I mean, I think this game, 
if it makes it to the PSVR, because this point in time, I'm not dropping any more money in VR unless it yeah. becomes perfect and almost you don't even have to wear a headset. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I need like glasses level VR. Like, yeah, yeah I don't need a strap. I don't need anything Because I know I we're, we're cordless like and that, that's much better than what I'm dealing with on the PSVR. Yeah, but getting getting better. Being in that but, fucking headset for an extended period of time, you, you start to go delirious. I mean, it, it, I don't think it's physically healthy or mentally healthy. No, definitely not. <laughs> It's it's definitely especially when there's a warning like, hey, if you're 12 or younger, this shit will fuck you up. It's like, all right, well, what happens? What happens at 12 that you can start using VR? Like, are your eyes done forming or some shit or what? It probably has to do with like your your the development of your cornea. That's what I mean. You can like fuck your whole head up if you do VR too early. Yeah, some uh, some brain development is happening there. So. I don't know. I mean, this will be fun. It's probably going to be a mix of Vader Immortal and that uh, Star Wars experience that you can do at, at Disney Springs, I believe. The venue's called like The Edge or something. It, it's still the, the best. Void. Yeah, The Voids. Yeah, Thanks, the Nick. Void. It's still the best virtual experience I've ever had because you literally strap on a pack that will tap you when you get shot by blaster bolts so if you get hit by a fucking stormtrooper in your gut you're gonna feel something hit you in the stomach uh, you're also walking so you're not just static in place you are walking and it feels like you are walking through the mustafar environment you are on uh, they give you real blasters to hold that that render in game uh, that to me is now obviously you can't do it in your own home but in terms of VR, and if you're like, hey, man, why should I like virtual reality? That's the experience there. And I, and I think Tales from Galaxy's Edge is going to be a mix of that with uh, the Vader Immortal kind of gimmicky. Hey, I got a lightsaber. Look how fucking cool this is. Even though if people saw me, they would think I was a psychotic person, right? Because you're sitting yeah. there with a helmet on your head, flailing around, looking like a doofus. Yeah, a psychopath. Uh, so. Uh, Tales from Galaxy's Edge coming to Oculus VR, uh, so keep an eye out for that. But other than that, I mean, not not too much happening on the Star Wars video game front right now. So. No, I I bet by next summer we'll we'll start to get rumblings about probably Fallen Order two, this that and the other yeah. thing. Yeah, I would assume that. I assume that's probably going to be a late twenty twenty one, maybe twenty twenty two release. Right. Depending on when they started working on it. Um, so, I, yeah. I guarantee you after I, they I, made that just, first bajillion dollars or whatever, EA was, yeah. EA said, "Hey guys, remedy, go for it, go go go." Yeah, uh, and then in Squadrons news, I think you're getting some cosmetic. Yeah, that was you're getting Mandalorian. Uh, there's like a child bobblehead you could throw in the cockpit. This, that, and the other thing. Uh, I've a uh, Ghost Legends mode has definitely cut into my Squadrons play. Uh, it's been at least three or four days since I slapped on the, the, the headset and got into my cockpit, uh, still enjoying it. It's just, I don't know. There's something about that ghost gameplay that's keeping me coming back. Plus you're looking at like 50 minute sessions and ghosts. So you, you eat up a lot of time. All right, dude. Yeah. So we've kind of waded through the lower hanging fruit as they say, but now it's time to talk Mando and not the head yes. sculpt on derpy pedro's new figure we're going to be talking about but the actual mandalorian the show the reason for the season 
Yes. All right. So we're going to start off with a another one of my slap dick type of speculative videos I put out last week after we got another new TV spot. And it kind of continues on the mystery of the egg canister that we've been kicking around here at the Star Wars Time Show. No other Star Wars podcast are dedicating any amount of time or effort to the egg canister, but we are. And it's because the mystery has been peeled back a bit. The layers are starting to come off. We now know that Mando and the child, for whatever reason, will be rolling around with those fucking lizard gecko characters we have seen in what we're calling either, you know, Solace, Core, whatever, whatever planet has a bunch of water. The water, the water. Planet. He 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 ends up with at least one of them, the shorter one that had the egg canister on his or her back. Uh, that, as you can see on the stream here, the, the thumbnail, that is the character. Yes, it may look a little practical in the way that shot was lit. Uh, we're, we're talking like old school Sesame Street type costumes. Yeah, um, yeah. But Nick, I, I want to throw it out there. We now know for a fact, and I wish I could pull up the damn video without worrying about it blowing up, but there's been scenes in the trailers of Mando walking behind these two lizard-like aliens. One has the egg canister on its back. Yes. This is the gecko-like alien that we're looking at. That is the one. It's the shorter one. It's pink. It has the yellow scarf. So I, I'm, I'm 100% positive that this gecko-like alien is one of the ones that we have seen in the trailers. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it kind of, it, it bolsters the importance of the egg canister. Clearly, they all end up together for a reason. Are these eggs the offspring of these gecko-like creatures now? Are they asking Mando or did they ask Mando to help them do something with the leg, the eggs in exchange for something that benefits him? I say this because at this point in time, it would be odd for Mando to just be doing like a nice guy thing without it kind of, you know, scratching his back at the same time. I'm not I'm not saying Mando's a piece of shit. But he is a Mandalorian. He is a former bounty hunter. He and is he's some. He's got a very important quest exactly. too. It's not like you can take detours easily here, right? So you know, you- this alien in particular, because of his or her little egg canister, means something or will mean something to the Mandalorian to further his own quest. Uh, yeah. If we're postulating that. He crash lands on this ice planet and that's why he's walking through the caverns. Then we can almost say now that he brings this fucking little guy with him in the razor crest for some reason. That's exactly what I was going to say. We're, we're kind of getting a timeline put together, at least for these scenes. So you know that he's going to be on Manan or Mon Cala or whatever water planet first, likely. And then from there, either heads straight to Ilum or you know straight to the incident that crashes his crashes him on Ilum or he picks up this creature there and maybe makes at least one jump before yes crash something happens Ilum. or we could be 100% wrong which is more than likely the case and yeah. we've just been duped <laughs> by clever trailer edits which 100% could be what's going on but i think we can say with uh, confidence now that uh, These gecko creatures are are much more than just your typical Star Wars alien that he passes in a bazaar. 
they are going to present him with an opportunity, I'm guessing, to further his quest by helping them out. And, and I do think at this point those eggs, yes, I think Nick is partly right that the little baby probably wants to eat them. Uh, but I'm assuming now, knowing what we know, that this gecko is with him, literally in the cave fight, he's shooting at spiders more than likely. He has the egg canister on his back. More than likely, Mando is helping this race out, or this gecko in particular, uh, to get something or to pay off something that he's already received. Yeah, yeah, it seems seems likely. So uh, that was actually a keen-eyed catch because, I mean, if you were watching that one-minute-long trailer that we got during Monday Night Football last time, uh, you easily missed because literally this creature shows up in a blaster bolt flash. Right. Like, and, and it's like running it, after Mando, like, ah, like either telling him, like, chill out, don't, don't shoot that yeah, shit, or like, shoot. oh, we're fucked, let's run, that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so it's very easy to miss. So was, I think it was like a couple keen-eyed people from our Discord shot this over to us and are like, look at this crap. Um, and then there was some other people so, on the So keep your eye. Well. I mean, who knows? This this could be episode one stuff. I, I, I do have a feeling most of the footage we've seen in the trailers is from the first episode. I really do. I, I think a lot of that is just <laughs> the first episode scrambled around. Yeah, uh, could be. And, sure. and we know, I, I, what, is, what is the title of the first episode, Nick? It's something like the journey or the search or something like that. I think it's called the search. Um, but anyway, speaking of the, of the first episode, and I hate using that transition, but it kind of worked here. Uh, we got some details about S2E1 that may be pertinent to those who give a shit about the Mandalorian. Uh, first off, we know exactly when it is going to drop on Disney+. Plus. Uh, 8 a.m. UTC. So people in Europe, you probably know how to figure that out. People in America, you're probably going, what the fuck is he talking about? So I'll throw it out there. We're talking 4 a.m. East, 3 a.m. Central, well, 2 a.m. Mountain, 1 a.m. Pacific. How's that for some fucking time zone math? <laughs> I'm a genius. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's an hour later than last season, but who gives a shit? I'm not getting up at 4 uh, more than likely, I'll probably naturally wake up around between six and seven. So uh, if you're ready for it or if you're hardcore, I mean, hell, if you're living in the in the PST, it's a no brainer. You're staying up Thursday. Yeah, it's yeah. 1 you're, you're staying up Thursday and the Friday to fucking watch the first episode. Uh, in terms of people like me, it ain't going to happen. I'm, I'm not going to stay up to 4 a.m. I'm not going to get up at 4 a.m., nor does it really fucking matter. But yeah. that little Star Wars guy in my head would be saying, and that's why I wake up. It's like, oh, if you get your video out there first, maybe you'll get more views. It is a sickness, my friends. I'm trying to work <laughs> through it live through the Star Wars time show. Uh, we also learned that S2E1 is going to be one of the longest, if not the longest episode between the two seasons of the Mandalorian, it's clocking in at 52 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so with that is definitely the longest. I, I so believe far. so. So with credits, you're probably looking around 48 minutes of story. Uh, I'd say 45 to 48 minutes of story, which is which is a doozy for a, an episode of the Mandalorian. I mean, hell, they couldn't even do hour long episodes for the behind the scenes. So. Uh, that's big news right there. It, it means yeah. we're probably going to get a lot of 
narrative delivered in the in the first episode. I, I think it's going to be a lot of quick hits. Set up the whole season, I think is right, probably what's right. going to happen you're, here. And I, I do think we might as well just get into uh, Nick and I. We'll, we'll do some light episode one predictions here. Uh, but I am going to predict we're going to have a closing moment that is of the holy shit variety, just like we had at the end of episode one of season one, where, you know, it's building up. They're going after this bounty. It's 50 year old bounty. They get in. They know it's in there. But what? There, there's no adult. What? 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 Go over to this device. OK, maybe it's just the egg. They left the, the tracker there to throw them off. Nope. The bounty was baby. a fucking baby Yoda species. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say, I, I, as, as Nick kind of put out there, I, I think this episode is going to be a lot of quick hits. Like he's going to this planet, this planet, asking this, asking that, talking to this wee quay bartender, there, there, there. And at the end, he's finally going to roll up to that one person or item that is going to, as Nick said, kind of kick off the main season two story. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I think we see Ahsoka at the end of episode one. I think it's going to be one of the, I, I agree with you in terms of leading up until that moment, until the end. But I think that, I don't think that we're going to get Ahsoka episode one. Maybe Sabine. I think it's going to be one of the Mandos. Okay. I think or, it's going like to be Sabine either or Bo. Bo, Bo Katan. Or Boba Fett. Bo, Boba Fett. Okay. You know, Sabine, something like that. Because hearing that trailer, like hearing in the trailer, like I'm seeking out other Mandos for information. Oh, what, well, what this. if it is Sabine and Ahsoka then? Do I get half credit? You, yeah, I, okay. we would both get half uh, there credit. There we go. We'll, we'll, share, we'll share the prediction. We'll share there. credit. So, there you go. There's um, our, yeah, our, I, our, our poo has been flung for a <laughs> prediction, right? It's out yeah. there. So I definitely think we're going to be getting a one of the the key Mandalorians, one of the huge right. rumor like, like he walks into a room, right? Okay, let's set it up. He walks into a room, and this character they have their back to him, and he go he says something like Sabine, and that's it. Like it goes to credits, or like she turns around, and we we all we already know she's gonna have the purple hair, or the orange hair, yeah. and that's it. Like it's gonna be something like that, right? Like it it is gonna yeah. be kind of the cliffhanger moment. There's not gonna be a dialogue going on. It's gonna be that oh, you know, like oh, this episode was fucking awesome. We saw this, this. He did that. Man, he shot. Oh my god, did you see that action? And then right at the end, it's gonna be like, <gasps> what? There she is, yeah. or there he is, or there they are. There's somebody. Right. Is. Okay. That, that I do. I do believe. I really think we're gonna get one of those baby Yoda type of moments. Even even though we have an idea of what the reveal could be in terms of characters, like we had no fucking clue Favreau was gonna pull that shit. Yeah, no the one. baby Yoda thing was completely no unknown. I, I don't think, I mean, you could have eaten ayahuasca, mushrooms, taken <laughs> LSD, talked to George Lucas's spirit. There's no way you would have fucking predicted that. I don't even think that George pre, like talking to John and Dave about Mando before the release, even George probably wouldn't have been like, exactly. oh yeah, baby Yoda. Exactly. Very obvious. Right, because this like, was, I mean, the, no the child was John's idea. He, I think he just asked Dave if they could do it and not get too much shit. Like John was the one. No, we're going with a baby Yoda motherfucker. Uh, yeah. So I really do. I, I think S two E one is going to be fucking phenomenal, just like S one E one was the whole time. And I think you, you have to open right. strong. And you're just like, holy shit! 
this episode is amazing. And then it's going to get to the end and literally just tweak your tits and be like, hey, now how good is this episode? I mean, if you want a splash, if you want a a splash that will reverberate all around, like for, for fans, regardless, it's got to be Boba, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Catch, that will catch movie fans, of course. people who are casual fans. And you're right. I mean, when I was thinking about what what would I say for uh, the episode one prediction, it it was starting with the the Tamara characters of those potentials, the Rex, the Boba, this, that, and the other thing, other clones, other clones wouldn't make sense, but uh, then it led into, yeah, I I mean, I I think we're, we're right. I know we're right. I'm going to say it. I know we're fucking right. We're we're going (laughs) to get a mix of it. I threw out the Jedi. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit that and, and caveat it with Sabine because I think Nick is right. It is gonna be a Mandalorian, uh, and it's gonna be a big one. So it probably will be Boba Fett. But I, I'm not gonna be uh, like those shithead other fortune tellers that change their stories when they're wrong. I'll, I'll stick to it. Uh, I think Ahsoka, just in terms of the buzz. Uh, might get more of a, a shock for the hardcore people, but I think Nick's right. Boba Fett would have more of a more of an appeal for fans that aren't nuts like us that listen to Star Wars podcasts and break down Star Wars as if it were real life. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of good stuff coming for Mando season one. I mean, I mean season two. Fifty-two minute long episode length is huge. Does this make you think that we could get longer per episode length? Like longer than 30 minutes like we got last time. Uh, well, you got to remember last time season or episode one was it was like 40 minutes. And yeah, then you get episode two. It was literally like 28 minutes long. You're just like, oh, it was like, like 30 <laughs> minutes with credits. We were like, what? The you're fuck? like, uh, OK, uh, I, I still think this one will probably be one of the longer ones this season. I, I think they're going to try to get it down to hour long TV length without commercials, which is usually about 40 to 44 minutes. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, I would hope so. I think that I think there was still apprehension around the Mandalorian in season one, which is why it led to a 30 minute long episode length. And I think now they know like, OK, it's a gold mine. It doesn't matter. We could make hour and a half long episodes. Oh, you could also them. use the argument just for capitalism's sake. They're like, fuck, guys, we have a new Star Wars ATM here. It's called the Mandalorian. We could yeah. make 10 minute episodes. These dickheads would still sign up in droves. Yeah. It's like make 25 minute long episodes and then we get 20 seasons. Out of exactly. Like, the longer yeah. you go, the, the, the more you suck away from our potential right. season. It'll be like time. a like a survivor where it gets up to season 50 in 20 years because they do two seasons a, a year or whatever. So, yeah, uh, which I would not complain about. But but we'll see. So I'll probably be consuming at least if I watch the credits all three times, 150 minutes worth of episode one come Friday. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Matt's strapped in and ready to go. Oh, so. shit. Uh, I mean, I'm super hyped, man. I'm I, am, hyped. I am excited, too. And I know I know come Thursday night, this 40 year old man is going to feel slightly like he used to on Christmas Eve. Where you get yeah. those those butterflies in your stomach, it's almost a little bit of anxiety because uh, you don't know what to expect. You know you're about to just be fucking treated to some awesome entertainment, uh, but you don't know if you're going to be shell shocked. You don't know if your your jaw's going to hit the floor. You don't know if you're going to cry, scream, yell. Uh, there's a lot of emotion that goes into uh, getting ready to watch a new live action Star Wars anything. So. 
Uh, I'm doing all right now. The, 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 the blood pressure's down. The heart rate's down. I don't think I'm going to have a stroke, but I know Thursday night I'm, I'm going to start feeling it physically. There's no fucking doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's going to be a, uh, a very special experience for sure. So uh, 8 a.m. UTC for all of those who know what UTC for me in the central time zone will be 4, uh, 4 a.m right no you're 3 a.m I'm, I'm 4 a.m in the east okay 4 a.m for you 3 a.m for me like 3 a.m is i'm usually either asleep or right on the edge of sleep at 3 a.m so i don't think i'm gonna stay up and watch it I, i've we'll moved see. into full-on 40 year old stuff at this point where I, I'm, I'm starting to zone on the couch in, by 11 30 midnight i'm i'm like yeah. in zombie land yeah, Taylor is in bed by eleven. Type of girl. So. <laughs> yeah, I, and then I, I was like, where you're at? I'd say a year or two ago, I, I could not go to bed before two, three o'clock. I just couldn't do it. There's just you know, too much shit to think about or do. Yeah. All right, Nick. So uh, we're into the toy talk. Nick, yes, Nick's favorite segment. The former first <laughs> section of the podcast. But uh, there could be some fun conversations around the, some of these toy reveals because, as as you've seen in our <laughs> our live stream chat here, if you're participating in the live stream, which you should, we encourage you to join in live if you can do it. Uh, these days, we're typically kicking off two thirty east on YouTube at the Star Wars time. Uh, so join it if you can. If not, we'll always have them in the archive for you to watch after the fact if you do not like listening to us in the audio-only version. Exactly. Uh, but uh, yesterday, Nick, we had the first official Mando Monday. I, I know a few weeks ago we had kind of a preview of what the Mando Mondays were going to be, but yesterday, the 26th, was the first one, and oh boy, uh, tons of shit. Like, tons oh. of shit. You, you can tell... Lucasfilm, Disney, they know they've got a cash cow in terms of licensing at this point. Uh, The Mandalorian is just (laughs) as bad as regular Star Wars now in terms of uh, Baby Yoda is going to be on anything. I'm surprised there's not Baby Yoda condoms yet. I mean, it is he is everywhere. (laughs) You know, uh, Mandalorian grill sets. You never know. But that is what this franchise has become. If they they made a grill that was like the the like the egg, the hover. Yeah, like a smoker for the baby. Damn straight. Uh, But, you know, here we're we're mostly going to stick to the figures. Uh, I, I really didn't even post some of the other shit. We're going to be talking about a, a controller coming up just because I think it looks cool. But, I mean, tons of stuff. Art, socks, clothes, games, you name it. There's going to be Mandalorian. So uh, let's check out some of the toy stuff that, that got people a little upset. Uh, in particular, yeah. the Black Series reveals. Uh, and there's a set that went out. And this this set that we're looking at now, it's a new... Uh, Din Djarin and the Child set. It, it, yeah, it, not the Mandalorian. His proper right. name, Din Djarin. And it comes with a ton of great little accessories. I mean, you got little yeah. Beskar pieces. You got a, a tracking fob. You got the Jet, uh, most recent version of the Child Carrier. You got the newer version of the Baby Yoda that has the darker sack and the lighter rings. Jetpack is guns. You name it. And guess what? Even the fucking helmet comes off. All right. I, I wish it didn't. Oh, and then you <laughs> see the face. So, Nick, oh. outside of the fucked up face, right? So, so this face, I'm not going to lie. It does resemble, resemble Pedro Pascal if yeah. Pedro had an issue with Krispy Kreme donuts. Like, I'm talking yeah, eight, eight, a couple dozens a day just to start things off. 
Um, the second thing that really rubbed people the wrong way, and I think more so than the wonky looking face, this was yet another one of those Target exclusives that sold out, I think, within a minute to a minute and a half of it going live at 4 p.m. East yesterday. Due to bots, I would assume. Yeah, just all all the other bullshit. Now it's up on uh, Pirate Bay, as Greg calls it, for you know triple, quadruple the price. And it really, I mean, uh, we can all make fun of the, the head sculpt. I'm going to reserve judgment till I actually get it in hand, although I don't think it's going to be much better. And yes, I did secure one because I'm an asshole. Uh, but in terms of what really, I think kind of tweaked everyone's balls here on this, it's, it's kind of like a, a set builder, an accessory builder, Nick, like there's a lot of great shit that you cannot get anywhere else for this figure, especially us toy photographers that want to dress up a scene, add more to it than just my basic poses and portraits, right? So when you see something like this, you go like, hey, I, I've, I've already got a Beskar Mando. I've got a child. But I'll tell you what, I'd love to get some of this other shit. Yeah. By making it a retailer exclusive, you essentially cut off, first off, the rest of the world, because it's not like if you're in Germany, you can get the shit from fucking Target. Uh, but the way Target handles this, there, there's no control. Uh, once it goes, it's gone. I mean, they, they do nothing to stop the scripts, the bots. You know, I don't even know how I got this one. I didn't even want this one, and I got it, <laughs> which is going to piss people off. But I'll t- my story was, at 4 p.m., my number one was getting the next Black Series reveal that we're going to look at, and that was the Mandalorian-era scout trooper on the white speeder bike with the child in a sack. All right? Yeah. Fantastic. Great offering. It's somewhat new, even though there's a bunch of scout troopers. But the set was nice. I go to Amazon at 4 they didn't feel like flipping the switch on yet. So I'm going, well, fuck, I might as well scroll back to Target and see if this thing went live. And if it's live, maybe I'll buy it just to see if I can beat the Target bots. It was literally a competition to see if I could order an exclusive thing from Target right at the time and actually get it. And I did get it, but pretty much <laughs> anyone else that listens to us or is in the toy photography scene there on Instagram did not so th- this this package this din Dijarin with the child target exclusive was yet another blow to hasbro's rep with uh, amongst the hardcore toy photography and collecting community yeah it's like who do you blame here it's like yes obviously hasbro has made a mistake with these retailer exclusives but like do you just jump on target and be like how do you not have bot protection how do you not have catchpa or something on these fucking or, checkouts or just to a, make sure that people right. don't bot script them. Or just inventory, man. I mean, uh, Trevor joined, 1-6 is in the chat now, but he mentioned, and I saw this earlier too, and I was blown away, the the scout trooper on a bike, which I believe was the, the, the hot item yesterday. Uh, this item would have been if his face was perfect, but it wasn't, so that kind of gave people reasons to be like, yeah, fuck it, I didn't get it, who gives a shit he looks like, fuck. Yeah. The, the, the scout trooper on speeder bike, I'm telling you, that was the item. People in our own Discord are like, I'm going to get fucking two. I'm going to get five. It's like, all right, wait, calm down. <laughs> you can still pre-order the Scout Trooper right now from Amazon, and it's an Amazon exclusive. Wow. Amazon doesn't always keep their exclusives up that long, but it just goes to show you that they're, they're that's how it, you should have more than one minute to try to give somebody a lot of fucking money for little pieces of plastic. It's just mind-boggling. Oh, 
That's because Amazon is is an e-commerce first store that that has bot and script protection well, on they, it, so you they, can't just do that. They fucked up too. I mean, they 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 released it late. I don't know if that happened. They fucked up too. I mean, look what they did to poor Nick and his his Darth Revan lightsaber. So that is also true. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> give Amazon a complete pass. But yeah, you would think that they they're gonna have the infrastructure to handle this. I mean, for Christ's sake, they run AWS. If you don't know what AWS is. It's what we host our website. I mean, it's pretty much what everyone does everything on now. I mean, businesses are offloading their IT infrastructure to fucking Amazon to manage in the cloud as software as a service. I'm starting to sound like I got my professor hat on right now. If any of you young IT students out there want to get ahead in life, you should study AWS. But you know what I mean? It's just it's odd. Uh, I'm assuming Target has to pay Hasbro to be an exclusive retailer. Uh, But it still goes back to my argument before, Nick. If I'm Hasbro, and I know I make more money based on how many units I shift, why the fuck would I not want to make sure that if I'm going to sign an exclusive deal, that that exclusive is up for more than a minute for people to fucking place orders for yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I would assume that there is an inventory management system that's between Target and Hasbro where they're like, okay, retailer exclusive, you get 50,000 units and that's it. Like you get 50,000 and that's it. So for on Hasbro's end, if it is based off of, if, if contractually it's built like that, like Target, you pay us 50,000 units. If you don't sell them, you're fucked. Yeah, you're, they're, they, they become has, peg warmers is what we call them. Yeah. Like, then Hasbro doesn't care. Right. Hasbro does not give a fuck what happens to Target.com. Right. It doesn't, they don't care if it sells out in a minute or if they sell none because they already got oh, you're their right. money. You're from right. You're right. And here's the best part about the community collectors, toy photographers, doesn't matter. We all sit here and we're ready to like grab pitchforks and burn motherfuckers down, right? Like, we, we want to burn Hasbro, we want to burn Target. But I'll tell you right now, the next time Hasbro drops a Target exclusive, every one of us is going to be killing ourselves trying to get it. So you are right. Hasbro, I mean, they know what they got. I guess I would still be like, hey, uh, hey, Target. Oh, you've already sold through your first 50,000? Hey, throw them back up. Throw them back up. Here's another 50,000. Or do you want yeah. another 20,000 units? I know the Target listing says like pre-orders are out. Check the page, I think, December 1st. Uh, you might be able to get them or in store, but it, it's still, it's like, I don't know. I, I've retail exclusives really fucking burnt me on the Funko pops. See, but that's like how it goes with everything though, man. Like, and here's the thing, like you said, you know, another production line is coming. Like, you know that, okay, we missed pre-order, but like you said, in store, December 1st, whatever. So why not do this? Here's an idea for any, not even just for toy retailers, for retailers in general. Like for PS5, for example, PS5, Xbox One release or Xbox Series, whatever release was a disaster. Pre-orders were a disaster. Way way worse than the toy shit. Yeah. Why not do it to where everybody pre-order? You could pre-order. Thank you. Whenever you want. Thank you. But you get a, you get a staggered. Right. Like uh, delivery date. So first 100,000 pre-orders, you guys are getting them on release day. You're getting it November 11th for I like PlayStation that. stuff. And then, okay, you missed the 100,000 window. You came in 250 
to 500,000. All right, you got your expected delivery date is now going to be November 30th. You got in, you're a million later, you're, you're going to be December delivery. So instead of fucking people and saying like, hey, who knows when you'll get it? We don't know. Maybe December 1st, maybe you find it in a store, maybe here, maybe there. Just let as many pre-orders go through as possible. Right. Then you can go to your manufacturer and say like, hey, man, we got... We got a uh, you know five hundred thousand exactly right because because no one's fucked at that point right the retailer's not on the hook for units they can't sell the manufacturer's not on the hook for either shorting inventory or over making stuff there, yeah. there there have been certain experiences like NECA this summer they don't do it all the time but they figured out like hey these assholes literally want to throw money at us for TMNT figures here's the deal. Those of you that want these figures for two weeks, we're going to leave up the pre-order page. Two weeks. You can come in and pre-order this shit. Guaranteed to get it. Guaranteed to make the sale. I, I think people would be fine with that and your system. It, it's the fact that literally you can't get it outside of taking it up the wazoo in the black market. It's like yeah, it's, if it's you so miss the pre-order, it's over. So, I, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, I think your method would be fantastic. Uh, NECA's method, when they actually do it, is fantastic because at that point, it's the collector's fault. If you didn't get it in within two weeks, fuck you. You didn't really want it that bad. Exactly. Uh, like, even it, three it, it days is, is plenty of time. Two days is plenty of time compared to the minute. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense to me the way that these... I know, like, from a marketing standpoint, though, like, this is me, like... What I just said was as a consumer, as a marketer, when you have a pre-ordered disaster, it is a good thing. Right, because it shows that there's a huge interest and more people are like, oh, the FOMO kicks in like, oh, I yeah. missed. Look at all these assholes. They broke a site. It must be important. I need one, too. Oh, I'm going to go to fucking yeah. eBay and spend four times the price. You get you you not only get the the news outlets reporting like, yeah. Yeah, it's free. You I know, mean, PlayStation Store crashes. You get it doesn't matter if it's a mad tweet, if it's a happy tweet. Right. Any press is good press tweet, and marketing, right? Nick? Anything. <laughs> yeah. You the people who are on Twitter the day of and the day after Xbox PlayStation pre-orders and we're like, "I can't fucking give this is so fuck so blah blah all this." They're like, "Eat it up." They're like, "Send yeah, the tweets." Exactly. Send the tweets. Yeah, get, get shit trending. Like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, PS5 like they, sucks is trending, but Sony loves that. They're like, Great. Yeah, they don't fucking care. You're looking at they our don't product. Care, <laughs> so anyways. So I mean like, yeah, but th that is that is what they like. They like yeah. to see like these people going crazy for their product, whether it be with anger or with love. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> well, as a consumer, we like your ideas better than as a marketer, yeah. Nick. So anyways, that that's the din. I, I did secure one. So when he comes out, if his face is as <laughs> one six shooters calling it is... A, a Gerard Depredu lookalike. Uh, some of you youngins probably have no idea who that is. He is a really, I'm not even sure how he had an acting career, but he did do some movies in the 80s and 90s. So check it out. Uh, anyways, moving on to some of the Mando Monday stuff. Uh, I, I already talked about the speeder bike. I'm just going to pull up some images for those on the live stream. Uh, come on, X Clue Magazine, get your damn images working here. All right. Anyways, you guys can see him. Jack. 
fix it. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think this bike set is legit. And as we said, yeah, I, I think you can still get it now. It, it's an Amazon exclusive, but it, it's the Scout Trooper with the white speeder bike with the child in a sack. I, I wish the sack was uh, soft goods. But knowing how Hasbro deals with soft goods, we're probably better with the plastic rubber sack anyways. And I think you even get the the little debris can or the shit they were trying to shoot in uh, S1E8. So Nice. Very nice. Good looking figure. I mean, this the... I like the weathering on it as well. Yeah, they like they they, they like gave the bike some some style, and the and the Scout yeah. looks a little little poopy. So yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. snagged that one, but I think you can still get it. Then we also got some TVC reveals and and some again the the, the vintage collection uh, is is getting legit for you small figure collectors. Yeah, I say where's our three and three quarter inch people out there? Uh, I mean, this is your time. There, there's not <laughs> me, but like yeah, we got uh, a Mando and the child, and and everyone. I, I'm pretty sure you guessed it right. The the first Black Series child figure released is a tweener. I really think it was meant to work with the uh, one eighteen scale and one tail uh, and one twelve scale figures. So you get to see Mando with the little child uh, again. Uh, this one, his face doesn't look much better. It's probably going to look even worse when it is in that smaller scale. Uh, but you got that out there as well. Uh, am I still looking at the... Yeah, that is the Black Series one. Sorry, people. My bad. But um, the TVC, his helmet does come off. And if we can get these images to load... Oh, my God. Uh, face, he's got like some rock star uh, eyeliner on there. <laughs> uh, the cape looks better than the big one. He's he's a little more weathered. Like th- this one looks like he had just gotten his ass kicked by Moff Gideon, uh, and they drug him back in as he was dying. See, that's what I expected to see out of a face from Din, because that's the only time you ever saw his face was when he was like bloodied and fucking beat up. Yeah. So you're getting TVC uh, Mando full Beskar. You're getting a TVC armor. She looks pretty solid as well. Dude, that's so weird. It's like this. I mean, because like there are definitely similarities between the TVC face and the the Black Series face, but the, the, can we just not tell that Pedro's face looks like that? Because like we've seen his face and a lot of stuff, and he definitely doesn't. Like maybe he was just like chubby when they did the face scan for it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> they, they, I mean, they've gotten so much better, but they they miss now. That I mean, I I compare this this pedro face to what they did to paul rudd with one of the more recent ant-man sculpts <laughs> it, it did they they look they don't even look like real people they look like jerk offs you know what i mean yeah they look like a almost like a character like when somebody draws a character exactly yeah like yeah all, the like, face is all scrunchy. deformed uh tvc yeah. continuing in an odd move we're getting a tvc moff gideon before an actual six inch moff gideon uh, I, I don't know what that's trying to say. I don't know if Hasbro is seeing more sales in the smaller line now because you would think these are easier to produce, cheaper to produce. Uh, but he looks looks pretty good. I mean, they really are just as much as we bitch about Hasbro, as most entitled collectors will do with any line. Uh, they really are putting out some fucking quality looking figures for for relatively low prices. Uh, the, yeah. the Gideon looks great. Uh, they they revealed this. Nick, I'll be interested in your opinion on this retro collection. 
Yes, I see some of those. Which is essentially, it's a tip of the hat to the Kenner line from when I was a kid. Like these are the, these were the awesome looking articulated figures that I was playing with alongside Trevor and some of the older, uh, the elder statesmen of Star Wars and toy photography. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The nostalgia and the the just built-in collector that I have kind of baked into my soul I was like, you know what? If I hadn't just spent thousands of dollars this year on on Mandalorian hot toy Barbies, I might have, you know, th- taken out a flyer on these on this retro collection just to scratch that nostalgia itch. But then this smarter brain kicked in. Is like, hey asshole, you're literally sitting here, uh, like with with so much toy stress on your shoulders because you keep buying shit and not putting it away. Why are you going to get stuff like this that literally looks janky, right? I mean, it looks like it was made in 1970. Yeah, Uh, dude, I don't know. I mean, they know that collection is an illness. Right, they know people like me. It's like the fucking cigarette industry, man. They're like, oh, you like cigarettes. Well, you'll really like menthols or you'll really like... Red. I'm telling you you're right really now, like and if those of you that are in the uh, live chat here, if you're listening, if you're one of the older Star Wars fans, someone that did grow up with the Kenner figures, did you not feel that 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 Star Wars collectible nostalgia just pull at you just a little bit when you saw this retro collection? Just a little bit. I'm not saying enough to make the buy, but just a little bit. It, it did for me. I mean, you got you got love. Gideon has that real janky uh, vinyl cape that Vader had from the Kenner line. You got the little quill. I mean, hell, the child retro looks like a normal figure. I mean, he's almost worth getting just because he's the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the Mando, I'm not going to lie, Nick, for as basic and as dated as they look, there, there is something about these figures where my the the little nineteen eighties mats go, but like, but they look like your old figures. Wouldn't it be cool yeah, to like uh, just like, kind of reminisce? These are like the ones that my dad used to have. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an allure to them being designed the way that they are, and they're meant to look old and everything. But man, I mean, I'm not a collector, so I don't feel the pull. Right. But you don't even for know what we're talking who about. Grew up with them, like you did. It's hard to resist that. And I mean, are these three point seven five? Are these? Oh, they're, yeah, they're they're tiny. I mean, they, they are old yeah. school. Like they only move at the shoulders and the hip. That's it. And I think their heads turn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, see, it, I it's like it's it's nothing. It, it, it's one hundred percent nostalgia based for me. It's like, Matt, you know, you got a bunch, some, all the paints worn off because you played so hard with them when you're a little kid. Uh, they, they look just like those, but they're new and it's Mando. Come on. You know, you want it. And then just, uh, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, there's definitely nostalgia in it, but for toy photographers, like, like for, for, yeah, you can't do my, you know, th- this is <laughs> Nick, honestly, these figures are right up my alley, dude. Cause I mean, yeah, I, they, they will stand up. I'll be like, Hey, listen, <laughs> I can't do much. They're not posable. You get what you get, right? Yeah. They, they, this is why I shoot static looking shots. That's it. So I don't, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going back and I'm only shooting retro looking figures. That way I can just stick the portraits and be happy. That could be uh, your new niche. <laughs> your new niche is retro all right, figures. So, we're, we're, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I think these are nostalgia only. I don't think that there's any reason that 
even people in the toy photography community, I know yeah. that there are brilliant minds out there that could come up with some way to make these look amazing. I, I think we got I a just, few. There's a yeah. look like we got a, a new live stream in here. Aaron Graff. It sounds like they they might be picking them up. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's pure nostalgia to me. They're more like art piece than something you'd want to shoot naturally yeah, like i would keep these in the kenner like the retro kenner card back i would not open them if that's if that's what i'm going for then i doubt that they leave the box right right so um, all right so uh small scale stuff that is going to leave the box when it shows up here and it's probably going to be leaving the boxes of many people that decide to plunk down on the, the most recent HasLab project is this razor crest nick we've talked about it a few times this is the most recent hasbro backed kickstarter where fans have to pledge 350 dollars in it well Spoiler alert, it, it, it's been backed for weeks at this point. Uh, it, we're trying to work towards the third bonus unlock, which I believe will probably be unlocked either by the end of today or tomorrow. But what we got, Nick, uh, we've only been seeing concept shots, model shots, the, just the basic mold, the gray template right out yep. of the molding machines. Well, now, yesterday, Hasbro has unveiled the HasLab Razor Crest. In its painted format, and holy shit, um, I had already committed to it. I finally did it last Friday. I mean, I told everyone I was going to do it. I knew it was coming. I, I, I was. I mean, there's no way I was <laughs> passing up this one. The, the sail barge, I could, I could look past. It's fucking huge. It was going to take up a ton of space, and it was the sail barge. This is the Mandalorian. It's the Razor Crest, and my goodness, I mean, look at if you're on the stream here. If you're not on the stream, pull up StarWarsTime.net when you're done listening. But look at this little piece of art. I mean, it, this thing painted is incredible. Like, holy fuck. Like, this is a 118 scale model. And it looks like this could be screen used. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it looks like something they could have shot when they still used models to make Star Wars movies. 100%. Hundred uh, percent uh, on the shot now, where you got Din and the child in the cockpit. I'm uh, Nick. I, I got a question: If we're gonna get this level of detail in the paint job when it actually you know ships in a year or so, uh, if we do, it just makes me feel even better about my three hundred fifty dollars. Because, uh, like I said, it, it, this is a model. This is something that you could find in ILM's workshop, uh, yeah. sitting on Doug Chang's desk. It's it's just absolutely insane the amount of detail they have cooked into this little toy. Dude, just like the like the dirt streaks and like the little spots within the paint where like some of the paints chipped off and like the weather like everything is picture fucking perfect yeah. with this. And I have to imagine like you know once they get this out here, you're I don't think that it you're not gonna have it. Be this good but i still think that it's gonna be it'll pretty be close i do good. i do it'll be pretty fucking good. i do because they know they're not that dumb i mean you know how it is in gaming where they might share some assets and then two years later when the game comes out people are like look motherfuckers you downgraded the resolution you cocksucking liars <laughs> right that's how gamers are exactly you know? if you if you showed uh, uh, you know, a, an alpha walkthrough <laughs> right. three years ago at an E3, people will hold you yeah, to you, you, that. You better have the same fucking frame rate running and resolution uh -huh. or you're going to get lit on fire. 
yeah. as you've probably learned, Nick, that the toy collecting community isn't isn't uh, uh, much more reserved in their vitriol yeah. that they spit out there. So uh, I hope it's pretty close. I'm looking at this one shot. Do you see they have multiple attachments for the space urinal? Yeah. Like, oh, you're a human? You got this one. If you're an alien, stick that on your floor and hauser or whatever you call it. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you got to be kidding me. You got to love what they have cooked into this thing. Um, Dude, it's... So yeah, I, I finally, yeah, I've it's committed crazy. to the Razor Crest, the HasLab. I believe we got another week or so. Uh, yeah. When I looked this morning, when I did this post, it was less than 500 away from hitting the tier three unlock, which would be a full set of uh, carbonite bounties that you could put in the storage hold of this uh, HasLab Razor Crest. So the the next one is thirteen thousand, correct? Right, and and I believe total total count is twelve thousand six hundred and twenty. Okay, so it just in time. about three hours, one hundred fifty more people bought it. So it's hitting the tier three unlock. Yeah, man, this is nutty. I mean, like, of course, this is like. This is probably the highest quality recreation that you're ever going to find in terms of a Razor Crest that you can buy. Yeah, I'd say outside so, of going to ILM and, and robbing it out of their fucking yeah, model like you room. you literally have to steal it from... Well, here, hey, Papa, <laughs> Papa joined in. He's got an interesting comment here. He, he said he's... I'm going to make sure they don't destroy Mando oh. before I purchase it. So he's kind of. I didn't know that Papa liked Mando to start. Papa's. Just oh no 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 no! Disney. He 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 does <laughs> like Mando. He he can get down with Disney when it comes to Mando. But he's yeah. he's kind of taken. I don't I don't know. I, I I'm I'm assuming he's talking destroy Mando as in like as he believes they destroyed the Skywalker saga or actually yeah, kill I don't Mando. Think that they mean he means kill. Right, him. Okay. Have some faith, Papa. Don't always don't always think shit's gonna be bad. All right. We, yeah. Right. Right. There you go. He says, "Love Mando." All right. Just just make sure we're right. You're talking about Disney fucking it up and not Mando actually dying. Let, let's get that clear first. But I think he means Disney fucking it up. I yeah. I don't see that even being a remote possibility at this point in time. No, uh, I don't. And if they do, they they deserve to die. They really at this point. I will start saying, uh, Chappic. Kennedy, every one of you motherfuckers, get the fuck out of town. I, I do think that it's confirmed that uh, that Jar Jar Binks is going to be in the season. Oh, there now, we go. So there we go. Keep an eye out. All right. Well, <laughs> Papa, I am one of the most negative motherfuckers on the planet. I live glass half empty. Anything that happens is bad. But this is one project. This is one property that I actually am glass half full. So... Take that yeah, for what it I'm, is. I'm pretty. I mean, the good thing is, Papa, you can watch the first episode before you decide because you got 13 days right. left to back it. So you still got time. <laughs> but because uh, you know, you know, yeah. if Papa gets it, he's going to do some magic shit with it. So hope, hopefully, oh, he dude, he'll, uh, he'll have. Hopefully, he'll he buys do like it. A, another one of his signature mashups, and it'll be like flying through space. There'll be xenomorphs. Yeah, hang, hanging on the wings and shit, and and uh, yeah. you know, Din will be hanging out the window with a space helmet on, blasting him and shit. Yeah. All right. Um, same post here because I get lazy towards the end of the week, but uh, this is mostly for us toy collectors. Uh, but Nick will, will probably be like, oh, cool. You guys kind of got something you've been wishing for. So GTP Toys, it's an outfit you're going to be familiar with if you collect Star Wars toys, you like building dioramas, or you like taking shots of Star Wars toys. These are the people that have become infamous or famous for the space walls 
which are essentially their way of not getting sued out the ass for uh, 3D printing, Death Star, wall panels, light panels, doorways, this, that, and the other thing. Um, I have them. A lot of people have them. I mean, a lot of toy photographers have snagged some space walls. Uh, For a while now, GTP Toys has just kind of been silent, dead, not making any new product, and people are wondering what was going on. Uh, our buddy Baron's Black Series, I think he was in the know. He, he was kind of giving us tips that something may be coming from GTP. But we learned today, Nick, that the reason they've kind of been incognito is I'm guessing they finally got enough cease and desist from Lucasfilm and Disney <laughs> that they had to, but they took that and turned it into their first ever ever official partnership with Disney and Lucasfilm. So this is blessed by the mouse. They have announced their 112 scale Tanty 4 diorama set. So just like you're going to put out a first official diorama set. I mean, this is the one this is it with, right? This is it. This is the, um, okay. Yeah. Papa Palpatine as, as we said, Papa, yeah. GTP toys has definitely take a hit rep wise. I'm, I'm not going to doubt that, but I think it, I'm guessing now it's because they are probably dealing with some legal shit and ironing out legal shit with this product here. So, uh, again, GTP toys in conjunction with the powers of be at Disney. So this is as legit as it gets are producing a 112 scale Tanta 4 diorama set. So uh, very similar to what Nick and I were, or I was fawning over a few weeks back when Hasbro announced the official uh, three and three quarter inch scale Tanta 4 set. I was like, oh, well, it's us, us big scale guys. We never get anything like this. We want stuff like this. Well, now we got it. It's here. Uh, instead of going through Hasbro and just mass producing it, uh, they gave the job to GTP Toys. It's up now for pre-order. I believe they're leaving it up for two weeks. So it sounds like they're using Nick's system of we're going to see how many orders we get and we will produce inventory based on those numbers. Uh, so it's up for $179.99, which quite frankly, I did not think was a bad price for a diorama of this size and scope. Uh, those of you, or, or those of you who have bought custom dioramas, I think you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I, I spent a pretty penny on the Smuggler's Retreat. I know a lot of foam-based dios go for two to three hundred dollars a pop. So uh, here you're getting 130 individual parts and assemblies, plug-in power to light up over 80 buttons. So you're going to get all the lights going to be fucking built in. Uh, this, that, and the other thing. I think it's going to be what 36 inches wide, nine inches tall, 10 inches deep. Uh, three-inch deep top shelf, large enough to display more than 30-plus figures. So, yes, I did pre-order it. And hopefully, mm-hmm. as like Papa's saying, it doesn't sound like he's had a good experience with GTP, which I do not d- doubt. Uh, there's been a lot of customizers in the community that have fucked people over on weights and customer service. Uh, but I think this one, in partnership with Disney, is probably going to go smooth, and I do believe they're going to hit their March 2021 uh, expected ship for this so yep yeah i think that given the blessing from lucasfilm that they're probably going to be a little bit more forthcoming with their their customer service uh, now, you would hope so yeah yeah i mean because if they fuck this up they're done right like there's disney will just be like okay you're well, done you and tried you failed i would i would assume they're like you're done and we're gonna sue you for all the shit you've already sold yeah, that was basically we're gonna take our down license. all the other stuff too so 
Oh um, shit! Yeah, hold on. I mean, X, it goes well. X Clue just posted a. Uh, hot, oh, great! Check this out. So this just came from X Clue live. Hot Toys one one sixth Mandalorian season two. So far, this has included versions of Mando himself. Oh no! Are we getting a whole new wave of Hot Toys Mandalorian figures already? Of course you are. Of course you ah! are. Hot Toys needs your dollars, man. Oh, no. <laughs> they need oh, no. your money. It looks, yeah, it looks like they're going to be offering a Mando on his own speeder bike set with the child in the sack. So, you know the poster we've seen? With yeah. Um, yeah, where he's, ri- he's on the bike and the, and the kid's on the sack on the side? Mm-hmm. It's that. Okay. That's the tease. So... Fuck. All right. Well, that came in hot from X Clue. So there's a little, little tip there. But yeah, I mean, this set looks rad. And as long as there isn't some shenanigans behind the scenes, uh, I think I'm going to be happy with this pre-order. I, I did plunk one in 100%. Even though I won't use it, just like I don't use my space walls, just like I don't use my Nova Ubiquitous, just like I don't use my Smuggler's Retreat. Hey, by the way, if anyone needs dios and shit for toys, I can probably sell them to you because I'm not sure why I keep them because <laughs> I don't fucking use them. You should just uh, set up a business where you you buy them, Heather puts them together, you sell them back to people. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. All right. We're not done yet. We are not done yet with the Mandalorian yeah. consumerism. This is, yeah. I mean, this will be Mando a quick Monday, one. Here. First Mando Monday definitely did not let down, apparently. Yeah, Mando Monday, if you had the cash, I mean, easily you probably could have spent about a G, I, I would think. Uh, this one, I don't know if they, it was included in Mando Monday. I, I know Microsoft dropped it out and I kind of picked it up, but they are releasing a really, in my opinion, slick-looking Mandalorian armor-themed wireless Xbox Pro controller that's also going to have a charging stand. Uh, I think it's $159.99. Uh, it's going to work with all flavors of the Xbox consoles outside of the 360, I believe. Uh, so the one, the series X, the series S, the one S, the one X, all the fucking stupid names they have. Uh, it's just, it's a nice looking controller. Um, oh yeah, dude. it looks, it looks good. I even like the back panel too. Yeah. It has you got like the, the little wanted baby right. Yoda thing on there. The child. Yep. Um, so I mean, it looks cool. The charging station is really awesome. I won't be getting it because I'm not getting an Xbox. But I will say that the Xbox controller design is definitely more uh, well built for customized controllers. Yeah, I I mean, I I still contend and people are going to, you know, say I'm wrong. But the the, the Xbox family controllers, it's, it's the best controller in gaming. They got better on the PS4, but those fucking controllers have always been stupid. I just think that like, having the the uh analog controller sticks offset like xbox has is it feels better on your hand yeah i mean it is it, it, it like, everything feels better in your hand and i mean like i said the ps4 controller much improved there's still it's like you're holding two dicks right it's like you're holding two dicks in your hand and putting your <laughs> your thumb on thumbsticks it just it they never feel 100 percent right and I'm talking about holding my own penis, people. I'm not holding other people's penises at the same time. Nick, the one thing I want to throw out there, and I saw this, I think it was on Reddit. But have you noticed they're using the Mandalorian alphabet this season mm-hmm. in marketing? And it, it, did, it did not exist in season one. 
I think that yeah. that plays into the the theme we've heard that he's going to be searching out Mando, so he's probably going to be reading Mando texts, this, learning that, and the more other about thing. Mandalorian culture and everything. Yeah. yeah, for the for the fans, like the fans will be learning actual more about Mandalorian culture. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's really cool because the only other written language that we've ever seen from Star Wars is our Bash or our right. our Bish, however you want to say it. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, I just I don't know. I like I their language looks just as tough as nails as they are, though, right? I mean, look how yeah, like right? sharp their characters are. Like everything is a sharp yeah. point as a weapon. Dude, that is that is such a cool thing too. Like uh the what goes behind designing a fake alphabet like this, uh, like ty- typography in general is pretty cool. But I know that one of our one of my projects in school for my design classes was to design an alphabet and like design an, an alphabet. What the fuck school did you go matched... to? Did you go to the J.R.R. Tolkien School of Writing? No, no, it was just like one of the, it was a type. <laughs> it was a typography. Because that guy, I mean, like... to me, he is the best at creating fake languages and alphabets i mean he created what three or four or five or six yeah like I mean, full he, he full alphabets for every yes, race full of alphabets art. full history of the alphabet yeah. full history of the language and that guy is a fucking fiction genius yeah we all but, love george I mean, but tolkien i don't think there's anyone better in terms of just creating so much made-up shit and, and actually adding science to the made-up shit yeah like putting a ton of history i mean and this looks great like you said it fits the the essence of the mandalorian oh, i love i just i don't culture. know so i guess if i need a new pro controller because they're sweet i mean if you've used an xbox pro controller it's the one where you can rotate sticks you can put longer sticks shorter sticks different types of rubber uh there's paddles underneath you can program the buttons if i need a new one i'd probably get it but these days uh, I'm out of the 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 skin controllers. It's just it, in my twenties. It used to be oh sweet, look I got the Halo painted controller, uh, yeah, this that and the I, other I things. So got into that. The only one I ever had was Xbox 360 controller for the first um, Tomb Raider, yeah. first new Tomb. Raider. Yeah, I, I got into some of those gimmicks. And this one, like I said, if if my pro controller shits the bed on the on the series, whatever the fuck it's called, I, I would probably snag this guy but it's nothing i'm gonna run out and grab now all right dude before a fan segment here we're gonna get to a fun one so we have confirmed now we talked about this a few weeks back that diamond select may be getting into the star wars action figure business it is a real thing now and they're out on shop disney or in disney stores but pump the brakes on diamond select my friends especially diamond select star wars because the first thing i have to show you is their their own marketing shots they use for these figures nick no nick you're not looking at shots i did with these figures they these are on the fucking disney site okay like these out of box figures are on the disney site Uh. like look at that fucking mall first off the mall face is a disaster but let's talk about the shot where he's out of box it's not even in fucking focus, and you're putting it's the not. Lucasfilm watermark on it like you're you're uh, you're afraid Dude, someone's gonna steal it. This is like clearly shot outside because you can see like natural light to both of these shots, like natural light like leaking in to the corners of these shots, <laughs> and like they're framed <laughs> awful. Look at the Boba I mean, Fett one. No focus on the fucking face. I mean, 
Yeah. I can't pose for shit. That's why I've made jokes like they hired me to do this. Th- this is like an action pose I would initially come up with where it doesn't look like an action pose. I can at least get the goddamn subject's face in focus. The- Trevor, you're in here. Have you reached out to these people? Anybody? Jared? Papa? Th- that's what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, I looked at Nick. <laughs> Somebody... Message the I gotta see have they have people. they pulled these down from the shop <laughs> Disney yet? Like Dude, I'm I'm, gonna, is, I'm going to bad. the I'm going to the like, mall listing on Shop Disney. Nope, they're still using those materials. These are bad, man. Like any of the toy photographers that are in the Star Wars time community that have been featured either in top fives or on just just on oh. the account in general could do a better job than if this. If you've yeah, as Nick said, you you don't even have to be in a, a top five Star Wars time show toy photographer. You could just be a featured Star Wars time show photographer. And I'm telling you right now, your skills are heads and tails above whoever they paid to do this. And I'm assuming it was just Ugh. someone I I I it's horrible. It's gotta be it's gotta be like their standard like marketing photographer because usually you have like a photographer on staff if you're a big enough company I can't, to I, take your marketing photos like but this it's just different it's i don't just different. nick i don't even know if we can say it was a a photographer i think it was literally like someone they're like hey pull this out of the box take some pictures for the website real quick yeah. you know like like the intern i mean what what is this dude it's it's not good, man. You can see like, look at Mando's. I mean, look at Boba's hand. You can literally see the flash from the person's camera, like on his fingers. That that stuff know, doesn't man. even bother me as much as the shit just isn't even in focus. I mean, posing, not posing, at least get the mother in focus. And the the, yeah. the laughable part is they put the Lucasfilm watermark on it. Like, hey. Bro. Don't fucking steal this or we'll trademark you. It's like, what the fuck? It's, it's, it's nutty, man. It's nutty. I mean, and, and then in terms, so like just aside from the, I mean, I know that this is something that's unique oh to God. our community, the Star Wars time show community and like the, the toy photography community in general. Like we're sitting here shitting on the pictures that were taken of it. Rightfully so though, rightfully so. But also just like you were saying, man, like, the the face sculpt on this mall is just something it's horrible like it is and, and look i don't know what's with that grin like yeah, there are some people like oh maybe they tried to make it look like not ray park because of the di- that trust me that has nothing to do with that this is just fucking a lazy attempt at you know kind of cashing in on us idiots that buy anything star wars especially boba fett i mean there's so many fucking boba fett's at this size it's ridiculous they're like fuck it make boba they might buy it like the 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 question i have about the mall is with the lightsaber like i understand that you're going for a motion oriented attachment for it but like that just looks like a scythe and that's not even how lightsabers look when they move yeah it, like it's like you don't get like this weird water streaky thing going on there's um there there used to be a line called the force unleashed nick where they would not the game but there's figures and they would like over stylize saber swings like that so i think that's where they're pulling that from but yeah it, it's not okay. like it's going to make him look any better plus the hilts look too fucking big I mean, the hilts look like yeah. they look like the shitty Disney Disney sabers you have to buy that are so thick because they got to jam batteries into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it's, 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 I, Diamond Select. I do own some Diamond Select figures uh, for Marvel. 
this this is a little bit of a stumble, as they would say, at the Techno yeah. Beaver. I mean, I, I I will say that the the mall looks awful. It does. The mall is just bad. As we've been saying many times over with with like clones or with anything that has some sort of mask to it where you're not looking at a face like the boba looks okay but it's so hard to be able to tell with these pictures how it actually looks like i mean i don't know i mean it looks like boba fett that's not hard to pull off it looks like they did a decent job with like the paint weathering around his with his helmet um I don't know. It's I'm hard. Yeah, it's kind. hard. To, it's hard to fuck up a Boba Fett. Like I, I, the Boba yeah. Fett's probably fine. It's just I. I mean, the the promotional images they use are just a, a fucking joke. Uh, joke. Yeah. The mall. Like, I just look at. It, he's like, and he looks like uh, like he's off. Like missing some chromosomes. Like one of those people you see at the bar that just sits there and stares at everyone. Yeah, uh, and dude. Like you can see in these Mando ones. What's the deal with like, okay, so the close-up shots where he's in front of the Dio, his helmet looks normal, but if do you see the ones where it's just Mando on white, like a white background? Like, what the fuck is up with his helmet? It looks like there's like a piece of black tape yeah, right I in the know. middle of his head. You look, you're on the shop, Disney? Yeah. Yeah, let me, let me pull it up here. Because like, look at the Mando, just like go to one of the shots where he's in front of the Dio, and then pull up one where he's just on the white and there's literally a black splotch uh, yeah that's right it, his uh his targeting things down but yeah again it's just it's bad oh, posing you can't tell well no the it, angle it's of the because shot. If, you, if you look at him it looks like he's about to jerk off his blaster that's why i mean look how oh he's holding the black it's like he's ready to start stroking it dude it's yeah it's fun somebody fun time some with diamond fun time with diamond select <laughs> trevor jared it papa anybody here reach out to these people (laughs) somebody help these guys out because look i don't ever want to see businesses fail especially small businesses i assume that diamond select is not a small business no they're 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 plenty big i just i don't know (laughs) i someone in my opinion needs to be fired for this like how do you look at these images and go oh yeah those look fine throw them up on shop (laughs) disney because those will entice people to buy these figures see this is the so Papa says I have a reputation to uphold, so he's not doing it. But Jared says he's going to send an email today and see what happens. There you go. Jared needs you need to get a, a contract with Jared. These people, Jared's Jared. hustling. I forget what else he had some other opportunities doing right now. I forget what he's shooting toys for. But that guy, I mean, he's he's hustling this game. So that a boy. Oh, no, dude! Like if Jared, like if we Jared, if we start seeing think, like fire in these Diamond Select promo shots, we know the deal went through. And like, here's the thing is. I think a like a good toy photographer, like most of the people in our community, can take a figure that looks like that, that doesn't look good, and make it look good with proper posing, with with proper lighting, putting it in a scene. The Boba the Fett, way. maybe no one's making that mall look good unless you like put him on a know, toilet, man. like he's taking a big ass <laughs> shit, like he was constipated <laughs> for a few weeks. I don't know, man. I, I think that I think that a good photographer like Jared could make it look good, though. I think that, and then Papa says it's like if you do make it look good, false advertisement, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, you get a Papa or Sir Dork shot, and then it shows up, and you get this like Grinchy looking ding dong derp Darth Maul. 
Yeah. No, I mean, dude, it's just, uh, it's, 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 yeah, it was, it was laughable. I mean, I, like I said, I was more entertained than anything by these official, yeah. <laughs> official glamour shots they threw up there. So I assume that, that you will not be pre-ordering. No, these, fuck uh, no. This was an easy, <laughs> like, this is the easiest pass I've ever had was like, get the fuck out of here. All right, All right well, Nick. Well, it's about that time. And as, as promised, we're definitely going to be in the three plus hour mark for episode 134. But we're having a good time. Oh, we're celebrating Mando week. We've already had Mando Monday. It's Titty Tuesday today. Tomorrow will be Weenie Wednesday, Thong Thursday, and then fucking Mando Friday. That's how we're rolling at the Star Wars Time Show this week. So before we get into the top five circle jerk, we're going to get into this week's fan question of the week that I think Nick and I may even participate in if we feel like it or have some time, even though we have no time, but we might. You never know. But our, our question of the week obviously was oriented around the Mandalorian. So Nick asked you all, Mando season two is coming soon. What are you most excited to see? So let's go ahead and bring up our Slack window. We'll drop the browser. Uh, that was my name. Now we'll drop the browser. And here we go. The first response of the week comes through the stories via Greg, a.k.a. Galactic underscore Battlefront. Um, his reply, hopefully some more backstory on the characters. I always love... The deep Simple. thoughts, the well thought out <laughs> replies, but no, I mean I, it's generic. But yeah, um, I, let's see more. In particular, to me, Din. Like, what happened <laughs> after Death Watch came and got him? Are we going to have? Will this season's recurring flashback be of his time learning to be a Mandalorian? Yeah. And I think it could, because I think it would reflect his journey with the child. Because remember. S1E8 had great mirror imagery of Din being rescued and then him flying away with the child at the end and really yeah. taking charge of the child. Uh, so I would like to see this season. Let's get more of, of Din's backstory with the Mandos. Why is he so dedicated to the Creed? What else did they do for him? Who trained him in Death Watch? Who was his mentor? Shit like that. Uh, yeah. And then how, and I think it would kind of mirror some of the journey he and the child are going on. Yeah. I mean, specifically, you know, mentioning death watch and, and Mando Din. you know, I think that there could be a link there with Bo-Katan and her, you know, the night owls and everything else that came after, uh, you know, the siege of Mandalore. So I think that there's some good lore to be had in season two, especially considering if you, if you look at season one, not a lot of character development. Like you no. got, you basically get thrown right in and it's like, boom, you're going and everything's just happening so fast in season one that you're wrapped up in it and you love what's happening. But now season two, you have so many players, you have so many established characters to really flesh out and to build the story around them and build this whole lore galaxy right. around the Mandalorian character. I mean, how dude, we're, we're owed. Listen to me. We're owed. Yeah, we're owed. <laughs> such, <it. laughs> such an American. We are owed some backstory on the child at this point too, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I we think, need to get a little bit more. Like, uh, why was the Camino scientists involved? What were they doing? Is it gene therapy? Did they grow his ass? Uh, we don't think so based on what Kuil said. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you got the main characters. I, I'd like, like I said, I think we could maintain some light din flashbacks. 
don't really care about care and grief. I do think they're always just going to be the side characters and we're not really ever going to explore them that much. Uh, Although I would like to learn more about grief cardboard. Uh, yeah, not, I, not I so agree. much Carga, but Grief Cardboard. I definitely Cardboard like makes another appearance in this uh, in this uh, segment as well. So you'll you'll have some more Grief Cardboard. But uh, I, I think someone throughout here see some more heavy Mando. I mean that he I think could play into uh, Din backstory or just someone I mean, he searches out. So any Vizsla, like Vizslas of course, are very Vizslas are essentially the the Jesuses of the Mandalorian culture. I mean, exactly. So. The fir- first Mando Jedi was a Vizsla. The Death Watch founder was a Vizsla. This guy that wanted to stab Din in the head was a Vizsla. Dropped the Z, but still the same line. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, good stuff there. I mean, but yeah, I, I backstory on existing. I don't think we need any backstory on new ones. Gideon would be my next big one. I'd really want to get. What are his main motivations outside of just power like all bad guys? Agree. Um, so good answer there from Galactic Battlefront. Next up, we have uh, DP Johansson from IG. Yeah, I, 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 like the, I picked this one because it was different. It is different, and I like it a lot, too. He says, I'm most excited to not see Ahsoka. Keep the story pushing forward with new characters and their story development. That's a very interesting take because there's so many people who are excited to like, hey, bring in this person, bring in this person, add in all of these people from the animated series that we are already familiar with. But Johansson here is saying like, hey, these characters are great. They've already been developed. Give me more new people. Give me more characters yeah. that I haven't uh, seen Another before. grief cardboard. And- like actually give us grief cardboard, the corrugated <laughs> edition, right? So. Yeah. I'm with him too, but I do think there is there's plenty of splash to be had with incorporating the existing as long as they are done in a way that they don't dominate the show. And, and from what we've heard, I, I I do think we're going to enter this Game of Thrones era of the Mandalorian where Din is still going to be our Jon Snow, our Daenerys, like the main main. We're, we're going to probably catch up on his thread in every episode, be it a minute, two minutes. But I think uh, probably more so expanding into season three and beyond, if Ahsoka is folded in, if Sabine's folded in, Boba Cobb, this, that, and the other thing, and, and Din doesn't kill him because he's a pimp, there could be an episode where 10 minutes you get some Ahsoka stuff or some Sabine yeah. stuff, or they could just spin off and do their own live action series. So I, I, I agree with DP let's yeah let's let's not get nuts and just drop what has already been started let's kind of tie it into our last qu- or answer let's let's keep exposing that backstory for our mains but at the same time if you can fold in existings that's going to give people chubbies and get their nipples hard and, and really accentuate if not take the story even beyond it's already high level then yeah let's do it yeah i agree all right so the next one up for the answers uh, for you, sir, the this is of your, the week. Your, your Darth Hideous. Yes, here we go. All right. So Darth Hideous, he, he took he took the cues. We were down to just <laughs> j- down to just one screenshot to capture his reply this week. So thank you. Good, sir. Boss, Jan, we speak your name. All right. So his first reply was your mom. All right. <laughs> so that's what he wants to see happen in the, the Mandalorian season two. So, okay. But no, here we go. But seriously, the anticipation for this has been real. Unlike the fucking face sculpt for the new Mando with removable helmet, 
He looks like Bear Grylls on the episode where he was in the desert and had just drank his own piss after having been stung in the face by a bee. <laughs> Are the face sculptors over there drunk? Fucking shit cunts. Anyways, I'm excited to see who, if any, of the Clone Wars characters they bring in, especially if it's Ahsoka. I'm also curious to see how they use Tem Morrison. Will he be Fett? Will he be Rex? Will he be just some random clone? I mean, it's possible he could be Django. Who fucking knows? See, mm. I kept my answer short this week because I didn't want Matt to have an aneurysm trying to read my response. Yes. And I will read anything you give me. I am like high pitch Eric on the Stern Show. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Bostajan and his colorful language, he is from the land down under. They uh, they have a very colorful vocabulary there yes. in the fake continent of Australia. Thunder cunts. So he will use... Uh, I like here in the live chat, we're getting very nice uh, new ways to describe the Pedro Pascal (laughs) Black Series face. Kurt Russell stung by. Yep, I'll take that (laughs) one. And it definitely could be Kurt Russell there. You know, give give him an eye patch and you got the the New York type of uh, movie there. Uh, One six said the Gerard Depardieu. I'll I'll give him that as well. Uh, um, a lot of positive, of, a lot of positive feelings on that Dinjarin yeah, figure. Not, not a big fan. Uh, and then, just real quickly from the live chat, in terms of the question, Erin Graf says that she'd like to know more uh, about the child species in general. Oh, fuck, I agree. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's been like the biggest Star Wars. <laughs> we don't even know what they ever. are. Like, what is yeah, he? There's, there's no name. Like, up until like all the way through, like George Lucas owned Star Wars, it was only known as Yoda's species. Even though there was another one, even though there was Yaddle. Yeah, from they just said, yeah, one, it's it from Yoda just, species. <laughs> yeah, it was just still known as Yoda species. It's like so that, I, that I man, totally it, why do you think he never settled on one? Because that man made up names Dude, for fucking know. everything. I don't know, man. It's so weird to me that 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 is the one thing he didn't expand on. Like yeah. He expanded on tiny shit that didn't fucking matter. Bro, he, he, he invented midi chlorians. Yeah, like literally something you did not need. He had to, like in his head, he had to scientifically through biology explain the force. So he did that, but we can't get Yoda species. So yeah, I'm I'm with that too there, Aaron. Yeah, just just a name, (laughs) anything. I'll take the the, the next Australian one because it very rarely do we let two Aussies into the fan question of the week, but I I let Greg in just because, you know, he's he's still keeping up the shit talking. You know, fucking Greg doubles up. So now I have to delete his response that I put in from the actual post. Okay, well, that'll save us time. But anyways... Uh, great question, Star Wars Time Express Post. That is his dig at us because we literally, or I mailed his hats, I believe, in August. <laughs> in August! And they have just now hit Australia, like the continent. They just hit the country. Yeah. They didn't even hit his house Just yet. now hit the country. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Greg, maybe by Christmas, like we've been saying. But anyways... Uh, he says, anything Star Wars is great to see, but most of all, I can't wait to see KRT eat a big fat dick with all their fortune-telling bullshit this season. Hey, man. He's right. Hey, I mean, me. they're the ones, remember, like the reason we, we kind of bring them up every once in a while, they're the ones that pretty much took it to the bank that they filmed a special scene of Ahsoka for the Mandalorian season two trailer. That never happened. Right, that, that was their big hit. Like, that was their big hit for Mando S2. Uh, they filmed a special part of the trailer right. 
during COVID yeah. when they couldn't film. Okay, so, there you go. So thank you, Greg. Call. We speak your name. Love the support. Good stuff. Uh, uh, OAC up. Old Architect Customs is the next response. He says, I mainly want to see the extremely <laughs> I, I like adorable faces <laughs> the child is going to make in this season. He cracked me up so much uh, the first season looking all cute and whatnot. But on a more serious note, I'd be most excited to see that dark saber pop up again. I'm very interested to see how Gideon acquired mm-hmm. it. Uh, last we all knew, Sabine Wren had it in her possession during Rebels. Um, also, I'm very excited to see all the movie makeup and the costumes. The one thing about uh, one thing about Star Wars is they put a lot into scenes and looks of their characters, from Mandos on up to prop uh, to prop fighters and vehicles. Oh, and the storyline. That's uh, top important. Um, I do believe that that she gave the Darksaber to... Bo-Katan. Um, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan so, is the last one to hold it because she becomes the de facto leader of Mandalore in Star Wars Rebels. Cause- it was in the arc after Sabine helped them destroy the Mandalorian killer weapon that she helped the Empire build when she was still a part of them. So they go through an arc where... She helps them destroy that weapon. After that is over, she gives the dark saber. Yeah, back there's to there's still Bo- like some weird clan shit going on with Mandos by the mm-hmm. Star Wars Rebels timeline, where you know Clan Wren is doing their thing and and uh, Death Watch or the Owls they're doing their thing. There, there's no like unified front, but the Empire's coming in and, and, and fucking them, which is helping them to kind of get over their bullshit, their their clan warfare. And to kind of work together to vanquish these dickheads. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like we said with Baxter and Gideon. We've thrown out there that maybe he's a Mandalorian himself. And and he was there for the occupation. And like Gar Saxon, he switched sides and and ran with the power the Empire gave him. Uh, Maybe we've also said that he is a, a force object junkie, like a sycophant. And he's trying to infuse the force into him and anything force related. We do know that uh, he knew about what they call it, like the, 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 it's not the Trail of Tears, that's real life, but it was the Night of a Thousand Tears, whatever. Yeah. It was a big Mandalorian massacre that happened on Mandalore. So, yeah, yeah, clearly Gideon, you would think at some point, secures the Darksaber from Bo. Yeah, uh, and, and it's probably through force or through trickery. So, yeah, I, I would love to see that, too. But even his first one, I, I've seen season one of Mando a million times. So I literally all I do is watch for background shit. And yes, just sitting there and seeing the puppeteers and, and the, the mm-hmm. animatronic people work the puppet and then the sounds they, they drop in. It, it is it's, it's, it's worth watching episodes meme? just for that. Yeah. What's the next meme? That's what I want to know. Yeah, what, what, what is what's the, the child going to do in season two to uh, make the internet, make himself famous on the internet again? I yeah. also like, I mean, uh, you can tell OAC is a, an artistic person. Yeah. Because uh, I, I like to comment on just taking in the new costumes, uh, sets, a set, and the other thing. Because, I mean, he does a lot of uh, custom, figure customizations, kit bashes, this, that, and the other things. So good, good one there, OAC. Like it. Hey, look at this. We got a, uh, you, you, this is a top fiver this week, right? This is a well, top we, fiver as well. So Sir, Sir Dork making the show twice. Uh, he says seeing Tamira Morrison possibly play Boba Fett would such 
amazing way to connect all the yes, different Yes, we, we have to Star read Wars. them the way you write them. So <laughs> if Nick sounds extra dumb, it's usually from other people's writing. <laughs> would, it's a, would be, I know, it's supposed to, would be such an amazing way to connect all the different eras of Star Wars. A prequel actor playing an OT character in a Disney Plus show that has already brought so much in from the animated series. I agree, man. Well, I hey, if that, we want to get technical, Boba Fett is a prequel character. Technically, yes. First introduced, though, in the OT. <laughs> Jared, he's trying to shut you down at every turn. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I think... And here's the thing about Tamira Morrison. I mean, uh, Darth Hideous, a.k.a. Bostogen, mentioned him, too. Like, uh, Tamira Morrison could be, like, forever employed with just this show. If they just brought in different clones. If they were like, hey, look, look Rex... Wolf, all these other clones just come in. Hey, you know, let's do a Django flashback. Boba Fett's in the show. They could just keep Tamara Morrison employed for the rest of his life. Um, but yeah, because he's I he's aged properly now, especially to to play an older Boba Fett. I mean, uh, Rex, they'd probably have to give him some makeup because you got to remember those clones had age everything was accelerated. Accelerated age. Boba yeah. did not. That, Boba like, did not get that. He was normal. He was. Literally Django. Yeah. There was a, a storyline in old canon. I don't I don't know if if this is going to exist in new canon or not. But like there was a storyline in old canon where clones surviving clones found or a few of them found a way to reverse the effects of this aging process Got that it. they applied to them during their I well you know, I get we can only birth. speak to what we know and what is canon and in Rebels, you know, we do meet Rex, Gregor and Wolf again, right? And yeah. they are old as fuck. They, they they look old. They got the gray beard. Yeah, they they so. look like Santa Clauses. I mean, Rex Rex <laughs> has a belly. He's he's bald. Yeah. Uh we do know Rex made it to Jedi, so I'm not saying Rex couldn't be around, but I, I do think uh, no makeup, Boba Fett. He'd probably need some aging stuff to do, uh, or, you know, anyone else. The clones, right. yeah. The uh, the actual, like, fighting clones. Ah, uh, hey, there's uh, Bossa so. Jam. We miss you too, buddy, but you got to work. See ya. <laughs> Not being Get out of the live stream. Okay. Get out Thank of the live stream. Thank you for stream. your responses, though. <laughs> um, next up, we got Lima 4 photos. I got to take another leak, my friends. It was a it was a, quite an HTO-filled like, morning. That's just like... You know, he's just doing this whole podcast from the back. Keep going, apparently. keep going, Nick. You got it, buddy. <laughs> so Lima Four says, looking forward to seeing the dynamic between any surviving Mandalorians and possibly Luke slash Luke's Padawans, given that the Jedi Luke vanquished a common enemy recently, the Empire. Um, this is an actual, this is a really good thought here because we know that space wizards are out there. Like he's looking for Jedi. And the first, the, the assumption is that Mando is going to find Ahsoka. It's the only one that we know in this timeline right now that, that is possibly still alive other than Luke. But we also know that Luke at some point reestablishes the Jedi order. And we also know that there are force users out there somewhere. Just because you're not linked to Luke Skywalker or Sokotano or Ezra Bridger doesn't mean that you can't be knowledgeable in the force. Doesn't mean that you can't be a force user that could be of some sort of help to the Mandalorian. Even if it's not saying like, hey, yeah, I'll take the baby in. Well, here but maybe giving some sort of guidance to I'm gonna put this out there, Nick. In general. Do you think it'll be a crime? If the Skywalker name isn't even uttered in this season, mm, that's a good question. Because I, I mean, I there's do. so many ways I, that it I could really be uttered do. Too. I, I I think at this point, 
He's been given a clear charge. You got to find the sorcerers. He's not an idiot. He's going to be asking Mandalorians, do you know of any of these fuckers? At this point in time, if no one's heard about the feats of one Luke Skywalker, it's going to be odd because the galaxy knew about the pilot that blew up the Death Star. The legend yeah. started to spread from there. They didn't quite know his name yet, but they, they knew it. It eventually came out. You would think the galaxy would have also have learned about, and, and we know from 7, 8, 9 that Luke did become this almost immortal legend, and it's one of the reasons he kind of fucked himself over, because he's like, I can't live up to the mantle the galaxy has given me when I let my own you know blood and guts turn on me and essentially become Darth Vader again. Yeah. Uh, but as you were saying, at this stage... While Leia is trying to get the New Republic up and running and all those issues, we know through canon, through the video game, Luke is out researching the bunkers, trying to find more shit on the Force that is going to learn his ass to become the master that he does ultimately become and does start training people before he fucks up with Ben. So I I don't know. I just... I think it'd be really odd is if in this quest, when he's going around asking people about these sorcerers, that the name of, or just, hey, what about the events at Endor? I mean, that sounded like some sorcery. Who was yeah. there? You know, I know Princess Leia and Han Solo, but who who killed Vader and this, that, and the other thing? What about that Skywalker guy? Uh, we we See, do like, know at some point the Skywalker name becomes synonymous with star wars galaxy superhero yeah with jedi or with something like that so i mean it even depends you the, you could even get a mention of anakin skywalker if, if ahsoka is in this show it is highly likely that she she would bring up like, right. I, mean, I mean that's Skywalker's why I, I that's why i mentioned just are we going to hear the skywalker name i think it's inevitable that we hear it i mean i think in the first episode i like Din is not an idiot. Like, it's not like Din was born into this galaxy yesterday. Like, he knows who Luke Skywalker is, just like everybody else does. You would think so, so but, not like, but do they all know he's... Because it's not like he was advertising, I'm a Jedi, nor did they even really... Because, I mean, look how odd the whole Jedi and Sith terminology in the Force got by Rey and Finn's timeline. They really yeah. were looking at it as, are these legend stories or is this shit real? So yeah. even by Luke's time, because of the purge and Jedi just hiding, uh, cutting off their connections, I don't know if Luke was advertising on the hollow net, I am a Jedi Knight, just like my father before me. You know, his little that's, speech yeah, to Palpatine. I, yeah. But we're talking five, six, seven years past the Battle of Endor. So one would assume the story of the Skywalker twins had been passed around at this point and, and the yeah. feats that they were able to pull off with a ragtag group of shitheads. Yeah. Uh, you would think Din would be like, okay, Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, blah, 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 blah. I need I to that, find the Skywalkers. <laughs> I think it would come up. I, I totally agree. Cause it, to, so, to me, I'm sorry, this one's got me going, Nick. I know we need to move, but this one's got the speculation juices going. To me, it would make more sense... For someone like Din, unless he runs into Sabine first, to hear about a Skywalker sorcerer versus a Tano super secret sorcerer, right? Like she wasn't yeah, even exactly. a Jedi. Like, who so the fuck knows who Ahsoka Tano is outside of, of Sabine, like, like I Sabine, said, Bo Katan, like these very 
you know, yeah. very specific people who know who yeah, Ahsoka Luke is. Luke definitely had a, a bigger profile in the galaxy, I would imagine, than Ahsoka at this point in time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I still think even if they take the, and I think this is the way they're going, the Mandalorians via Sabine Bo will introduce them to the Sorcerer via Ahsoka. But I still would like to hear in conversations, maybe even episode one on his search, something casually thrown out about hey what about the death star guy or wait hey what yeah. about those skywalkers or princess leia i heard her family's got some of this shit yeah. little casual something references like i think it would, it would go a long way i agree uh all right next up is lottie 1987 a member of our discord channel and a loyal follower uh he says cara dune because fucking look at her uh, he also says more whistling birds because they're the coolest gadget we've seen in Star Wars since Darth Maul's double-sided lightsaber and more death troopers because they're fucking, they're cool as fuck. And I just love hearing them talk to each other in that weird encrypted way. We should just do a whole fucking episode. Like We're going to do a whole podcast like that. And then you guys have to translate it from death trooper to basic. Yeah. So. Or, or we luck. can talk shitty Jawa like Din and get made fun of. <laughs> it's still yeah, one of my yeah. favorite scenes. They're like, listen to his Jawa. You <laughs> <laughs> like, gotta love. Like, Jawa, think about it. Think about how ballsy Jawas are. He literally murdered five or six of their friends, almost <laughs> lit them all on fire, and they're still willing to talk shit to his face. Like, yeah. that. that's some fucking bowling ball sized nuts for those little uh, scavengers yeah they, they don't give a <laughs> fucking fuck, love man. those guys uh so good response here by lottie i agree like i really do want to know more about kara's backstory because i think that the rebel shock trooper angle of her story is pretty cool you know like where did she fight and we know she fought on endor like what was like you know does she have like some sort of flashbacks that we yeah can i mean that we I, I, if we're gonna go with the uh, the whole Kara and Bo show uh, they definitely could cement some of that relationship by showing a flashback of, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a shock trooper helped Bo out. Maybe she helped to uh, fight the empire on Mandalore. Who the fuck knows? But yeah, something. Yeah. Um, all right. So next up we have plastic picks. He says more original characters, creatures, droids from the original movie showing up. How epic would it be to see a salacious crumb being cooked, but even better to see, more in a cage watching him be cooked. Didn't that already happen? Well, it wasn't salacious. It was a Kowakian space yeah, monkey. Yeah, Kowakian monkey lizard. Yeah, whatever the fuck they call him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love seeing new stuff. I like the old stuff. I mean, even last year when we saw, what was that, R5 showed up in the in Chalum's Cantina. So yeah, yeah. we, we like. I think you're going to get stuff like that. Of course. Though. Like that is... That is like Filoni's special. Yeah, those, th- that, that's my special. That's how I watch episodes for the yeah. random bullshit that's just placed in there for nerds. Yeah. Like if you <laughs> if you want to see stuff like that, plastic pics, just wait till yeah. we get to episode five because that's Filoni's. There's gonna, it's going to be lit. The whole episode is going to just be, gonna, be the, the title is going to be called The Egg. Yeah. So it may be. Yes. Right. Yes. I'll, I'll let you read this. Yes. One. This is your boy. This just made my day. Like I, I, Nick usually <laughs> loads these in. So this is genuine excitement to see that grief cardboard, my hero, <laughs> one of the best handles of all time has returned to the star Wars time show fan question of the week segment. Thank you, Grief Cardboard. I've literally spoken your name every episode <laughs> since. Times. Fucking, I even was talking Grief Cardboard today. Yeah, you were. And his, and his brother <laughs> corrugated cardboard. <laughs> All right, so here's what Grief has to say. 
well, of course, seeing some more grief cardboard on the screen, Weathers brings a ton of energy to the character and really stands out in all of his scenes. But in all seriousness, I'm really just looking forward to new content from the Star Wars universe. Thank you. I'm also looking forward to seeing Ahsoka connecting the Clone Wars and Rebels to the Mandalorian. My Dark Horse Hope is that we get a chance to meet Cobb Vanth from the Aftermath trilogy. His storyline and the interludes throughout the trilogy were my favorite. His character potentially purchased Fett's armor in the story. Finally, I mostly want to see Baby Yoda do the hand thingy again. <laughs> that might have been the best line right. from the whole show. It's just do great. The magic hand thing. Yeah, it's great. And that, that was right from <laughs> Taika. Like that, they even mentioned that in the yeah. behind the scenes. But uh, first and foremost... Can we recognize not only does Grief Cardboard have an excellent handle, but great grammar too? That very solid great grammar. grammar think, great grammar, great organization. He's a listener, and he has taken cues from me berating everybody else about their grammar. I, I, the, but yes, very The well fact that he even threw in a Grief Cardboard joke in his own write up, I think he, he must listen and know that I am a yeah. huge fan of the Grief Cardboard movement. He's committed. He's committed to the handle and to the meme. So, um, <laughs> really but, but in all seriousness, you know, Cobb Vance was something that you brought up. Yeah. When that first Bo Batiste happened. I mean, way back when. So if one. it happens, y'all motherfuckers, you better go out there and speak my name and let people know that I called this Stop. a year ago. Thank you. Yeah. Like, just go back to, because Matt has a whole fucking episode yep. dedicated to who was I break the, the uh, who was the the person at the end of the episode yeah five? I was like could it be so. Boba could it be Cobb could it just be some random person let's do it yeah um West Coast figures West Coast figures says story development aside S1 missed the mark in terms of a an iconic battle slash shootout scene it didn't have anything as memorable as Netflix's Daredevil hallway scene well, when I, I first mean, come watched on that that, that, that was a I'll let you finish huh? I'll let you finish go ahead sorry. okay that I immediately rewound it to watch it again. Same with Netflix Punisher Prison Fight. I would love to see S2 get a little grittier, uh, but Disney, or have an iconic fight scene. All right, let me address this first, Nick. I, I do think season one had two good shootouts. We had the season three Escape with the Child where the whole fucking Bounty Hunter collective comes out, and out of nowhere, the covert rains down from the sky. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that was a good shootout. And in. I know the next one you're going with, and I agree with you, but go the ahead. The end, right? Like the, the actual shootout where um, Gideon literally shows up, and before they even start the real shootout, he murders Homeboy, a bunch of troopers, robots, everything. And then. I was not talking about uh, this one. But, but, it all, but it all plays into then you got IG 11 coming through shooting shit. So, yeah. I, so I do think that those are good shootouts. I think what West Coast Figures is talking about and what you should have remembered was the prison one. The prison episode scene. Yeah. That, that, where, where Mando just hand goes to through hand. the hallway and fucking kills everything. But I know what West Coast is saying, and I, I have inside he knowledge like a, here. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I interviewed the stunt coordinator that designed and filmed that one shot scene in Daredevil. His name's Phil. It, it, was, it was unlike anything had anyone, anyone had seen at that point in these Netflix shows or really in shows in general. Doing a one shot action scene is fucking tough. And if you don't know what a one shot is, what's your fucking problem? You never cut. The, the camera it's never cuts. Right. Shot. Like think 1917. They use some tricks, but the same idea. 
yeah. and then Punisher uh, season two, that literally is my stunt friend, the buddy. Yes. He was the coordinator on this one. He did the fights. Yeah. I, hey, let's get some R rated star Wars any day. It's just, it's never going to happen. Yeah. I think the closest you're going to get was the prison hallway fight scene from episode six. The one that, uh, Rick Famuyiwa did. And I think that was good. I know that it was just Mando literally walking down and killing everything very easily. And I think that what West Coast Figs wants is something that's more like a struggle of a fight, which we may get. Like if we get to a hand on hand fight between Mando and Gideon, then you could have that that showdown that he's yeah, or just, for. you know, uh, let's say Boba Fett is in the show and he is pissed and he did get his armor back. I think yeah. a fight between. All right. Let's, you know, I'm going to put quotes around this fake Boba Fett, not movie Boba Fett, because apparently everyone's told me fake Boba Fett is a badass. So I could see fake <laughs> Boba Fett and, and, and Din going at it and maybe having a good, uh, a good street fight. But I mean, it is yeah. it is Star Wars. You're going to see a lot more lasers and uh, laser swords and blaster bolts, I think, than just true uh, punchy, punchy stuff. Agree. Um, all right. So the last one is from Caden underscore weight. And he says, I think the development of the child could be so creative and entertaining. We know so little about the species that the writers could give us so much and still keep some mystery behind the species. Yoda, Yaddle, and the child are so iconic, and it would be awesome to learn more about their species. Maybe give their people a name. Yeah, I agree. Just a name. Just a name would be good. The the question is, does the species have to give their kind names to start with Y? And will the yeah, child, is he going to be Yiddle, Yodel, Yakko, Yakov, Smirnoff? Yeah, Yakov. <laughs> <laughs> Yokel. <laughs> YouTube. I, yeah, I, I, would, I would like to see a name, like a proper name given to the child, like what they call him. How like, much you, like, uh, like how, how fucking crazy would it be if this little cocksucker has been able to talk the whole time? And he's just refusing to do so until he runs into another sorcerer. And what if he just that like, would what if he like great. just turns into Stewie from Family Guy once he runs into a Jedi? He's ah. like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm just, you know, this Mandalorian. We've been all around the galaxy and now I'm safe. Oh, by the way, thanks, Din. My name is Yusuf. Like that. Would, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious uh. if they did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, species name. I don't know it's, if we're ever again. Let's get start it, with a yacht, a, a Y. Yeah, there'll be the the, Yattas. the, the Yinzers if you're if yeah. you're in Pittsburgh. The, the Yinzers. So, anyways, yeah, uh, good stuff, fans. Um, yeah, I know the question got out a little late, but we I think we got some good detailed responses. That's how we responses. like it. All right, man. Um, let's switch so gears next here. Up, the final uh segment of our show is gonna be the top five fan artists of the week but we also have our two fan shot breakdowns included in this as well so uh it's gonna be another long haul i'm gonna try to not hang on any one particular shot for too long because we're already at like three hours into this show and it is me me and matt are are we set records my friend um guinness book of world records records no one gives a shit about but this will be our third cast in a row where we shattered the previous uh runtime but hey we give our fans so much content we're talking like stern show level time commitments 
I may pee a lot and take a bunch of breaks. Nick does not. He sits through it. He shits his pants. He pisses his pants. <laughs> he doesn't eat. We are here. We're dedicated, and it's all for free. Um, what, you, what you don't see is that I actually had a toilet installed as my computer chair. Right. So like, go constantly. back to the Razor Crest. You know those attachments? He essentially yeah. has a gas mask strapped onto his crotch. Yeah, it's just in a, in just a vacuum cleaner up his ass. So he's covered. <laughs> Either way, he's going to be clean. It's going right into his septic system. Exactly. No trouble. And there. this is what so. happens when we go for three hours. I start like getting into five year old poopy talk. But all right, l- yeah, let's get down to it, like man. Your, your head starts to feel squeezed right. and everything. Else. Right. The, um, the, the, we're up for the latest edition of the Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features of the Week. Woo. It's Pigs in Space. And like in Nick said, space. I get to beat up two people, but uh, I saw. The candidates, I have not seen their images, so I have a feeling I'm not going to have too many bad words or bad things to say. I feel like the first few that we got, like the first crop of images that people sent through, they actually, they didn't send them through to get critiqued. They sent them through because they're like, I want Matt to say nice yeah, things about they're me. Yeah, they're like their they're own, fucking... it's like a backdoor into the top five. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, they're great shots, uh, and like I looked at both of them because basically... Everybody sent in. We have so many shots that we can do this this for like the next year, once a month with two shots, and probably be okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it's just, they're both fantastic shots. But we'll get to those when we finish our top five. So to kick off our top five, we have one of the two original goats. The other goat has now ascended into heaven. We have no idea what happened to Jesse. We do. He's still on IG, but he's just. Busy Dio making, but we have at Sir Dork 730 here for the first image of our top five, and he has a fantastic <laughs> baby Yoda shot. Yeah, I like this. And what's so what I love about this shot so much is that there's so much happening around. There's troopers flying everywhere, there's mud and dust kicked up, and it but baby Yoda is perfectly in focus with his rosy red cheeks. And he just looks so happy to be flying. Yeah, hey, see Diamond Select Toys? It's not hard to get your subject in focus. This guy can do it with all sorts of calamity happening in the background. Yeah, but it's just beautiful. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if, like, Baby Yoda just set off, like, a force bomb. And I, I believe I believe around. the dork's initial caption was uh, the child's tantrum or something like that. So Yeah, he, that's, so there we go. Yeah, he, he's, you know, he's having a rough day. Maybe he's got some poo in there and Din hasn't changed him in a while. So he's throwing a fucking shit fit, literally. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, this is vintage Sir Dork. Uh, he, yeah. He's been getting a little more artsy-fartsy these days. you know. Not, Dude, that uh, other shot that we featured from a few weeks ago, that uh, that samurai uh, stormtrooper Yeah, yeah. Like beautiful. I said, I mean, he sometimes he puts down the flamethrowers and TNT, and he goes for the more artistic design. But this one, like I said, getting back to vintage Sir Dork, uh, you got the, the, the mud debris in there. I'm sure he busts out his drain blaster for that stuff. You got great uh, chaos poses on the troopers. Their necks Dude, are getting choked the, out. The, the poses on the troopers, even though they're background figures, they're, they're so perfect to sell like this force explosion. Yeah, and it's like it, it does feel, you can feel the child just through his own anger... He's levitating like the force has levitated him. He's so pissed that he's he's ripping up the earth with him and anything <laughs> around him is getting caught up in the child's force vortex. 
Oh yeah, uh, and I believe I this is how the many midichlorians that takes. Exactly, uh, over <laughs> nine thousand. Nick is what yeah. I can say. Uh, I believe this is the figure Archchild, which I have to say now that I have it in hand, is probably the definitive version of the child at this scale. I have the Asus film models. It just showed up yesterday, Nick. You should see this. It comes from Spain. Uh, it is a piece of art. Like the guy even like prints card backs. I can't believe he hasn't been sued. No, uh, he puts wow. Velcro on the box plastic so you can take the figure out and not destroy the box. So it is a piece <laughs> of art. Uh, it's a great looking baby, but I'm telling you right now, this this child from figure SH Figure Arts, the definitive child. Wow. He's got okay. the best posability, the best face sculpts, in my opinion, the best paint. He's got cloth sacks. He's got ball sacks. You never know <laughs> what you'll get with figure arts. But I, I do believe now that I have them all in hand, be it the Black Series, uh, Johnny Walker Customs, Asus Film Models, how many fucking childs can one man have? Too many is the answer because yeah, this yeah, is the so one you, you need right here, the figure arts. There we go. So beautiful work at Sir Dork seven three zero. Good friend of the show. Good friend. Of I want to know so. who is the cocksucker that took Sir Dork before Jared could take it, or Jared? Do you I always know, right? have to put seven three zero? Do you put? Is it just like? A, is it like a, a, a one one three eight thing, or did someone jack your Sir Dork and you had to throw on the seven three zero? We'll save that for story time in the chat. If it pops up, we'll mention it. There is a regular Sir Dork at just Sir Dork on Instagram. It's really bad, though. There's only three followers. They've never made a post. All right. So. Well, I think we need to force this person to get rid of their handle. So, well, it wouldn't make sense because then he'd lose his massive following. So he will be the 730. The no, 187. The yeah. 730 is the, is the uh, quintessential end to Jarrah's handle. That's right. So beautiful work, as always. Next up, we have a... Just a fantastic portrait shot of a Kit Fisto by at Ulysses underscore yeah, GRN2. This, this shit, and I'm using shit in the, in the most positive <laughs> ways you can use shit. What Ulysses underscore GRN2 does with Black Series figures is absolutely insane. Nick, this is Black Series. This is wow. not... Okay, this so is, this isn't even like... This is a little six-inch fucking figure. Wow. Okay. That's what I mean. This guy is one of the best macro photographers in the Star Wars space. Uh, he does a lot of shots like this. Um, I, I actually take inspiration from him, another guy, Roll Hard 7. They're, they're predominantly portrait people, but they get these fucking close-ups that look like this. I mean, look at that Kit Fisto. That looks like a Hot Toys or a real fucking Kit Fisto. Dude, just like looking at his... like the. I never looked at a like a black series figure this close up, but like it looks like there's like almost like vein details in his forehead. Oh, the, and like, the paint job on the kit is amazing. Yeah, like this is just it's such a good portrait, and it's just the way that he's got it lit, the the lighting that matches Kit's you know skin tone, the green of his skin tone, the green of his lightsaber, the reflections out of his eyes, and just the way that he can take a $20 figure yeah. and make it yeah. look like this is a shot from a movie. Exactly. It's nuts. Yeah, it's a model at ILM right now, right? Or it, yeah. it's a, a hot toy prototype. It's a one quarter scale uh, version for the artist to use for CG. I mean, it is, 
it really is amazing. I mean, I, I, I love this page. Uh, like I said, it, it's more of a, a static posing page. Uh, we're really just kind of work on the the subject, the lighting, and that type of stuff. So naturally, someone like me that doesn't get into the actiony type of shots, uh, I'm drawn to the the portrait. Uh, style photography and, and Ulysses underscore GRN2. That is U L I S E S underscore GRN2 is one of the best um, macro black series photographers out there. For sure. Beautiful. Work. We have an update on the Sir Dork name. Apparently, he made the username in seventh grade. There you go. Stick with it. So they, there, was, there was already 730 Sir Dorks way back when. Yeah, I mean, that's how, like, my PSN name is my, just my name, N-I-C-K, Nick4761. And I've, I've had that since, yeah, like, seventh grade, like, when it, I could first make an email. It's, it's funny, like, I really am in the generation beyond all of you that had this type of technology as, as kids, teens. You were, yeah. I really was. Before. I mean, we didn't get, in my high school, dial-up just became commercial i mean commercial internet didn't start to the 90s anyways yeah and then we had like one computer lab with two computers dialed up at my high school in the late 90s uh yeah. my, like email addresses again i would have been late college like i got my first email when i went to ohio state <laughs> I mean, that was it wow okay yeah like, i got what, my first yeah email. i mean what, there was no email addresses in high school there was no fucking email it's true yeah, yeah remember point. aol just showed up in the, the late 90s so it's just I, I don't know I'm, I'm having a moment here where it's like I've I've I am I've lived long enough where I can now see the differences between generations that sometimes are only separated by five to ten years yeah yeah uh, so very interesting thank you for the clarification Jared good to know now we know that he will always be 730 and will never drop it um but also yeah this shot here Ulysses underscore ridiculous I'm mean, just fantastic stuff um, next up, we have oh, a vector I love, art I love piece. this. Savvy. So this is from at Savvy Art, S-A-V-V-Y-A-R-T on, uh, S-A-V-V-Y-Y-A-R-T on Instagram. Um, she is a fantastic vector artist that just is, is all Disney, all Star is, is Wars. Is this vector? I have no idea. You, you've gotten good enough at real this, ass paint that you know it's vector? I think this is vector because you can see by the way that it's shaded that it was probably done in either Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop or something like that. Yeah, who that. knows? I mean, that Savvy lines. Art's one of my favorite real-ass Star Wars painters oh, for sure. She's, she's, fan she's fantastic. But, and we'll look at her a little bit more on her account after this. But what we see in this shot here is a beautiful rendition of what uh, basically an alternate right, Star it's, Wars. It's a what could have been for the Skywalker family as in Anakin and Padme. Yeah, so what you see is Anakin standing in his Jedi robes right next to his family. So you have Padme <laughs> sitting down on a very ornate chair with little Princess Leia Organa in her, or Princess Skywalker, Leia Skywalker in her lap. And then you have little little farm boy Luke there too. Look at little Luke. Look at his little here. eyes. Look at that guy. That's, that's, he's wearing like a Jedi Padawan uh. outfit. Look at that. He's got the white tunic with the sash just like his dad i mean it's such a wholesome image here that savvy's put together it's just a beautiful representation of like you said matt what could have been in the star wars universe. I, I love it i, I wish savvy would remember to tag us because this is another one that we follow but because of the algorithm updates i i rarely see her work unless I, it just happens to be on our main feed nick 
Yeah. Uh, but when I do, I, I'll typically go through and scroll through a profile to see what we've missed. But uh, I mean, I'm going to fire it up right now because it is a very uh, Disney animated style, but mm-hmm. she can also, you know, look at like her Bo-Katan is a little more. That to me looks a little more vector anime ish. Uh, who yeah. who the fuck knows? All I know is that this <laughs> Savannah Gantz is really good at, yeah. at drawing Star Wars characters and illustrating Star Wars characters. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong because she has the uh, her Princess Zelda one is all this is all markers and, and sketches. Yeah, see, and I, I, I Vector is is super scoundrel. Yeah, Vector art is super scoundrel. But I just looked at the lines that like. And I mean, she has very clean line work, which is usually indicative. It's insane. Like, Like, I don't know how people's hands do this. I mean, I I, I talked about last week. um, I'm sitting here watching my daughter and we're starting to do pen control. And I'm just like, oh, no, she's going to be fucked like me. Zero, (laughs) zero artistic ability and probably can't even handwrite language that people will be able to read. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is wild that, you know, people like at Savvy Art here can do this with their fucking hands. Yeah, with with, with her with her <laughs> real hands. I mean, and she, again, like I like to call out if the artist lists any sort of shop on their on their IG and it looks like Savvy does have an Etsy. So you can go to her Etsy and get some sketches, some framed portraits of her work there. And it, they look pretty twenty dollars for one of these portraits. Free shipping. Like, come on. Can't really beat that. Um, so, I mean, she's a beautiful, beautiful artist. Her work is absolutely fantastic. Uh, dude, look at, like, she created her own character in Star her Wars. Her own Jedi That, that dual wielder. Yeah. yeah, badass stuff. So, Just Savannah, fucking, if you're listening, I, I think you listened once, but you're probably turned off because... Uh, of our potty mouths. I mean, well, I'll, I'll take the hit, Nick. I'm the one that talks like a fucking <laughs> moron. Did you hear me? I'm the one that talks like a fucking moron. <laughs> Uh, but we, we do love your work. Uh, if you are listening, get those tags going again so we can get through the IG algorithm nonsense to speak your name more often. So that is Very at good. Savvy Art. But yeah, this this what if Skywalker family thing, I, I want this to be a Disney Plus series. I mean, right. I know right? it's got I, the I Disney love- animation style already. I mean, it, it's like, what is that? This is kind of like the late 90s, early 2000s Disney animation kind of yeah. tangled ish, not so much CG, but getting there. I, I love it. I, I just I would love to see what this Skywalker clan could have done and achieved. I mean, that's a that's a perfect mini series, like on for like YouTube. Is yeah, like Star Wars. What if? Or, I mean, that's kind of what like Star Wars theory does. Or Star exactly, Wars exactly. Yeah, starting to get into so uh, S A V V Y Y A R T on Instagram. Beautiful job. All right, next up we have at uh, Chespix sixty six here. With a fantastic shot using the new Black Series armor yep. and the Mando. And this to get is, the, I mean, honestly, for those of us that know Chez, Chez picks, like his style, this is not his style. I was going to say, he's usually like a natural light Yeah, he's, he's guy, the, right? the master of sunsets. I mean, we, we featured him multiple times here. So uh, I, I, was, I was impressed to see some of these indoor shots, in particular this one here of the armorer scene from season one. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful, the lighting that he gets. He gets, like, this blue-purple light that's set up, you know, it's supposed to be mimicking the fire, like the fire was a very blue fire. You see that he's using the the heat-treated hammer from the Black Series uh, armor bundle. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and she's forging the, the full Beskar Mando helmet, and you can see... 
non-full Beskar Mando in the background. So I think that's a really cool touch. Like he he just gets a per- perfect atmosphere. Yeah, I mean it's a good a good scene recreation. It's like I've seen a few shots of the armor now. Mine showed up as well. She is a good looking figure, but it's seeing shots like this. I'm just like, well, why do why should I even fucking take a shot? I mean, what could I do to the armor now that would be as cool as recreating her forging the fucking Beskar? Yeah, man. It's ah, really all you people are too good. <laughs> he knocked it out the fucking park. It's man. like it's I explained last week. Shot. I've just oversaturated myself with excellence, so I'll never allow myself to <laughs> to put out my average work. But yeah, Ch- Chess Pick sixty six, fantastic follow. Uh, he does a mix of he'll do some of the small scale, he'll do some of the one twelve scale, like this stuff right here. But uh, trust me, once he gets outside. I'll pull up his account right now for those of you on the live stream. But, uh, I mean, just the the outdoor shots. It's, it's, he's got, like, these flats by wherever he lives, these ocean flats, and just gets ridiculous sunsets. Um, so a good follow there. Chris Checkers Absolutely. Lynch. Absolutely. Uh, at Chesspick66 on IG. The last one for the top five this week is at the Legoism. T-H-E-L-E-G-O-I-Z-M on Instagram. And what we have is a really cool Lego shot, as his name may suggest, of two clone troopers. I don't know if if one of them is Cody. It looks orange like Cody, but I can't tell. Um, but you see two clone troopers like walking through this swamp. And the way that he's got it, like it's just so cool the positioning that he's got. They're having a conversation. One of them's holding their weapon down. It looks like they're 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 like planning some sort of scouting mission. Uh, yeah, it's just, about to go I on. mean, here, dude, it's, it's the, the, the details and the customizations of the Lego minifigures. We're just like, all right, you're not getting this in any Lego sets. So, uh, I mean, a lot of, a lot of crafting work is put into these uh, and it does, it just, it, it, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of Legos, a fan of Lego photography, uh, but it, it, it's, it's photographers like this Lego collectors, like the Lego ism. Uh, they, they add all the little knickknacks and nuances to these just tiny little pieces of plastic uh, that do make them feel like, yeah, they, they are. They're alive. They're talking to each other. They're, they're planning out some sort of mission or they're talking about a battle they were just through. Uh, but they're just rad looking minifigures. And, and really, we all know this. Troopers of any kind in Star Wars just look fucking badass. It doesn't. They do. Like, doesn't matter if they can't hit the broadside of a barn door <laughs> standing five feet away. They're still gonna look fucking fucking cooler than any rebel or any good guy could try to look. Exactly. I mean, that's one thing that Lucasfilm, regardless of who owns it, whether it be George, whether it be Disney, whether it be whoever, they know how to make troopers look awesome. So, um, so yes. This is at the Legoism, T-H-E-L-E-G-O-I-Z-M on Instagram. Beautiful shot. I mean, everything about it, the background that he shows, the environmental effects, the atmospheric effects, the weathering, the the bashing that he did on the Lego mini. I mean, like it, it's mentioned. the perspective too, getting in that close yeah. and, and really almost doing a macro shot on these minifigures. I mean, it, you know how little these are, Nick. It's just, you know, having oh, yeah. that, that pulled in focus again just adds to hey, these actually could be walking, talking little things. So Yeah, like real Good stuff, people. good stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. Work. All right, is it that time, right. Nick? Is it time to it maybe is, shit on some people? Or It's that time to, I mean, you can try to shit on, like I am not a toy photographer. You can try to shit on them, I but know. I think that these photos here, 
from Lima Four and Kiko Collects are some some beautiful shots. But Matt, they want your right. critiques. They want you to tell them what they could potentially do better. All right, so we're we're starting with Lima. I mean, he makes it almost impossible to critique because he even puts up a framing guide. For his second <laughs> shot to show you, like, yeah, look, everything is kind of lined up here in the third columns that they should be in. So uh, I'll do my best, Lima, to give you some constructive criticism. But as Nick kind of teased, and as I kind of figured when I saw that you were one of the candidates, uh, there wasn't going to be much to just kind of vomit on here. Uh, I, I would say, first and foremost, something that stands out that isn't 100% appealing to my eye is, is some of that white light in the background is a little washy. Uh, the, the tone here on purpose is kind of muted. I mean, it looks like you're going for a very uh, cool tone. You might even desaturate it a little bit. So th that could be playing into that. Um, uh, you could, you <laughs> could argue who is that? Is that fives with the pistol? I think. Yeah. You could argue that, that, fives or maybe a, a, like having him lean out a little bit or turning his head actually looking at the target could have added a little bit to the posing uh, but it, they're not horrible I mean they, they don't look like my poses they're not just standing there like they're plastic toys I mean they, they, they very could well pass for clone troopers but the one on the right there I feel like could maybe be peeking out a little bit more or maybe given the one on the left a, a, a high symbol like, all right, let's go, like holding a hand up like one, two, three, rock, something like that. Uh, but outside of that, I, I don't, there's really not much to poo-poo on here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to give a critique of a shot. And like I said, I think, like, because there are some shots that are a little bit further down that that probably could have some legitimate criticism. Oh, yeah, I, I know for a fact. But like, you know. Like feedback given, because like, you know, the one that we did last week or last time we did this was Liam's and we had some good feedback for him. The only thing that I could think of here, and again, this is from an untrained non-toy photographer eye, is that it seems like you have your light source uh, coming from your the right side of the photo shining left. So maybe if you... And again, like there's depth to this image. So maybe you just didn't want to do that because of the image depth and the way that they're positioned. But like maybe if you had a little bit of that light, like falling across the figure on the left, um, you know, selling the, the angle of the light a little bit more. But that's really the only thing that I could think of. Like maybe the light like was like came across and hit the barrel of the gun or like maybe illuminated a, a little bit of his legs yeah, but, I mean, if really, you look at the behind the scenes, I think he's going for these two are outside of buildings, so they would not be affected by the same light source yeah, per the, se. Yeah, by the same light source. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, hey, what are you going to do? It's it's hard to really pick apart a shot that's pretty well done. I mean, exactly. I'm not going to well, say this is... wait till you see the fucking next one. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a 10 out of 10 type of shot, but it's still, you know, it's like an 8. I mean, it's it's a, it's a yeah, damn it's, good it's, shot. It's, it's, got, it's finished nicely. It's been post-processed well. It's got a nice soft tone to it. I do think... Uh, I mean, as I said, that that bright white in the background could have been muted a bit more, but it looks like the shot was in, intended to be a little bit desaturated. So, yes, I don't know. There so, you go. Well done, well done, Lima. I, hey, Lima, Lima for photos. I'll continue to follow you. I don't think your yeah. your shit sucks. I mean, you're you're clearly better at staging than my dumbass. So who the fuck am I gonna? <laughs> what am I gonna say? At Lima4Photos on Instagram. It was one of our top fivers last week. All right, next up, 
We have uh, at Kiko.collects. Come on. He's asking for... Yeah, that's what I said, man. <laughs> like He's asking well, for some critiques. We, we on almost this need to... <laughs> I, I need to just start rejecting shots immediately when they submit them. <laughs> you, you know uh, Kiko, what I mean? I think he, this is just like an ego stroke. I'm pretty sure. I feel like this was a top five at one point in time. It was. It was at <laughs> least. A, it was at least a featured shot. I mean, my God, uh, Kiko collects is one of my personal favorite accounts because again, this person shoots the way I do, but does it ten times better. And I'm talking portraits. Uh, we're looking yes. at a portrait of the Hot Toys uh, TPM Darth Maul. Perfectly posed, perfect eye pose, perfect lighting. Uh, what the fuck do you even... I, I, I guess you, you could say on... Like, as we're looking at him, it would be his right eye. To us, the, the eye on the left in the image. Mm-hmm. You could argue it's not 100% super clear focused. But that's probably just Instagram mm-hmm. doing its bullshit yeah, when like you the, upload like an the, image like the post-processing after the uh, upload the yeah image. i mean yeah okay you i would have it would have been nice to get a little more bokeh up top right like to mimic some night stars because you are getting kind of a nice sunset there and there's only there, there's like a one little star bokeh up top you could argue that maybe adding in some bokeh into the background would uh, enhance the night scene a bit uh, i think the only thing that I can think of here is if maybe the interrogation droid was moved back a little bit more to give some space yeah, between... Yeah, so it's not eating your, so much of the frame. Yeah. yeah. So, so you move it back, so you shrink its focus down, which gives you a little bit more space to play with the sky. Yeah, the okay, there you go. I'll take that. And then it isn't, like you said, Matt, it isn't like eating up so much of the frame. You sh- you um, should do this segment. It actually would be better for someone that that has never done this before to pick shit apart. <laughs> but I think that I think it's good that we both kind of right. put some input in because like you're actually critiquing the the techniques, the you know what's used, the the like the actual toy photography of it, and then I kind of look at it as a as a viewer of art. Right. Like, what do I think could? No, just I, I I got you. It's hard experience. though. I mean, again, people, come on, give us some shit. <laughs> give us some <laughs> shitty work. I, I want to like at least say one or two bad things, or this segment is literally just becoming in Matt's top two. Like yeah, we have the top so- <laughs> one, the Matt shit on post, and then it goes back to the Matt top two. But in all seriousness, uh, really, I mean, good effort by Kiko collects. Great effort by Lima Four Photos. It's 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 hard to critique well done work I, yeah, I, we've is. done our best you know, and it, it's little like Nat's ass type of shit we're picking yeah, on at this point really nicky nacky kind of stuff so uh, but we'll keep um, it we'll keep at it and we'll keep at it yeah so that's the end of the fan breakdown for this week again <laughs> like i wish Christ. that we could have given more poignant or uh. you know more pointed <laughs> critiques but i just think that it's the, the Here, man, this so is well one of my done. best shots i've ever done critique it it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like so I see, but I do think that some small things could make it a little bit better. I see, um, I see. So that's the end of the top five. That's the end of the fan breakdown for for this week, and that's the end of our show. This is we're at three and a half hours. Yeah, like I mean, usual. to break down shots like this, I feel obligated to almost bring in someone like one six shooter that gets paid professionally know, to shoot right? one like six a, scale. Like a, you, you, you rag on it, Trevor. Like I, I mean, what what the fuck am I going to say here? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's like we. we 
Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Every morning, sure. every morning when I'm um, sliding through some of our tags, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this person is bad. You know, I but mean, I'm not going to say I'm, that out loud. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I can see like I know what's going to be our like next up more than likely for our for our um <laughs> for our next ones and like maybe we can find some stuff to critique right. but it's just uh-huh. like we have some fantastic like people who send us stuff they're they're legitimate fucking killers okay well uh, i will i will keep oh. picking at your nat's asses then with with these submissions so as nick said though we're, we're putting this episode to bed the longest episode in star wars time show history is anyone still alive that has tuned in from the beginning i highly doubt it i still think nick and i are the only two schlubs that actually make it through an entire episode of the Star Wars Time Show without still without here. passing Jared. out, without rolling our eyes, or without vomiting. But we have made it to the end, so it's time to do the Star Wars Time Show dance, which is, if you're new, one of these, one of those, and one of these. So if you're on the live stream, you got to see some of the, the most sexiest white men dancing of all time. If you're not on the uh, live stream, though, this is what we need you to do. We need you to get with the program. What does that mean? Well, that means get on over to StarWarsTime.net. Get subscribed. Bookmark the motherfucker. Once it's bookmarked, subscribe to the podcast. We don't care if you don't listen on the podcast platform. We want the numbers. More importantly, we want your ratings and reviews. If you've already rated and reviewed it, tell some other idiot to do the same. They may go, well, but I don't like Star Wars podcasts. And you go, well, I don't like you either, but you can just go fucking rate and review this Star Wars podcast from these two bozos. So the one stops fucking whining about how no one likes him. Thank you. It's that easy. If you want me to shut up. If you want me to quit bitching about being losers, you know how to fix it. The other thing you need to do while you're here at StarWarsTime.net is get linked in with our YouTube channel. When you're on the YouTube, as some of our hardcore fando assholes do every Tuesday, like the video, comment, and pass it on to someone else. All right? Last week... When I opened up YouTube after our last live stream, we had two dislikes on the stream and a lost follower. That lets us know that we did our job. Our show was so bad that two people took the time to dislike it on YouTube and one took the extra step to actually unsubscribe from the channel. So I hope that person was a KRT super fan because that means we did our work. (laughs) <laughs> but really though I, I'm not fucking around like we're, there's no Patreons none of this stuff I'm not saying it's never going to be that way but the, 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 the biggest way you can help out myself and Nick and to uh, quench my thirst for Star Wars podcast fandom fame that is I want at least 100 people to watch the show versus 10 come on I'm not asking for much you just need to keep talking about it. spread the word keep that organic shit going we've seen some of the recruiters in our discord they, they'll show us their screenshots of their dms where they're, it's almost like they're trying to sell a drug to someone they're like hey check this shit out star wars time show have you ever had a hit and they're like oh no but i'll take a toke later tonight that's what we like keep that shit going 
I know I get on here and I complain and I feel sorry for myself and I'll still feel sorry for myself when I get off the mic. But when you people are like, hey, shut up, quit being a pussy. We like the show. It grew on us. People just need to hear it once and they may stick around. I'll take your word for it once I see the numbers ticking up. October recovered, but we're still, we're flat. We flattened out. We need to get past this plateau. So we need the fandos, we need the people on Instagram, the hashtaggers, the hashtag Star Wars Time Show, the at Star Wars Time Show. Keep pumping us up. Lie to people. Beg people. Overinflate our excellence. Clickbait us to your friends. Because you never know, we can trick more people to listen to the Star Wars Time Show. And why do we do that? Because there's always time for Star Wars Time. We said it before, I'll say it again, and you all know it. All of you in SWTS Nation know there is always time for Star Wars Time. But more importantly, you know that if you listen to the Star Wars Time show, the Force, via midichlorians, will be with you always. Wow, so-